Hello, and welcome to Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Better. I'm JP. And I'm Matty. And we're here on a real Wednesday. Wednesday, Spotlight Wednesday. I think it is. We'll <laughs> <laughs> call it that, based on the on the show on tape. Still, uh, still reverberating there through my brain. Um, those YouTube subscribers might have seen a fun little uh, video with the, uh, the Sean's the stuff on there as well. Spotify listeners might even... You might get a surprise here if you want to open up the app on Spotify. You're gonna—I don't know if this is good or bad. You're gonna see our faces, and um, there is a setting there to turn it off. If you're kind of spooked right now, the fact that you can see all three of us on the uh, on the Spotify app, um, yeah, yeah, there's a setting somewhere in the background of uh, Spotify where you can turn that off. I think oh, Joe Rogan's the only other podcast I'm aware of, not that I even watch it, um, that, that, that turns that option on. Yeah. So. Uh, Hello, this is what we look like. Um, that's always fun when we get people who don't watch the video normally like, oh, okay, that's weird. I'm seeing your uh, your faces. <laughs> Instantly disappointed, probably. <laughs> <laughs> what, what can we say? Oh, but yeah, we're here on Wednesday. How are we doing, folks? Are we, mm. uh, we all sleep deprived. I was uh, I was up late last night, uh, split screened. Um, I had uh, <laughs> AEW and NXT on, then went to work this afternoon. I've had a half an hour nap now, so I feel... I feel refreshed. And I, power like that. I like the uh, yeah, oh yeah. It was it was the most I could fit in. Um, but yeah, I like these little uh, the, the Tuesday uh, Dynamite slash NXT nights. Wednesdays are uh, a good night to uh, record to me. Did you manage to fit it in with the new day job, JP? All sorted. I did. I managed to by the skin of my teeth. There's some stuff I might have gone. Yeah, fuck this, and and, and just sort of get through. Um, you can guess what those bits are. But yeah, I managed to squeeze this bit in. There were mm. times where I thought, should I be watching more of this new Japan card? And it's like, fuck it, no, this is where the conversation is. Like, I think <laughs> the work I didn't see Sonata versus Evil, and frankly, I'm all right with that. I don't mind. There's not enough money in the world to pay me to see Sonata and Evil. Um, <laughs> no. Matty says that about new Japan in general, Exactly. Except AEW, really, but <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, well, yeah, we, we should probably we're, we're recording this live on uh, on Wednesday as uh, as ratings news kind of breaks. We've got quick plugs to get out the way. What have we got going on on this week, JP? Before we uh, we get to it, well, loads of stuff on here. The first thing we're gonna be, we're gonna be doing, I mean, is we've got a film club poll, which I know Matty is gonna do uh, the announcement of uh, of what the Halloween film club is going to. Is going to possibly consist of, and then all patrons at patreon.com slash grapple. You can then vote in the poll and decide what it is we're going to be watching. And so, Matty, what is the theme? The theme this month, because with it being October, boys, is the um, upper mid card of horror. Like last year, we done the main events, didn't we, JP, with Freddy, yeah. Jason, Leatherface, Pinhead, and, and all the lads there. But this year, it's the upper mid card. There's now I had to think about this one and Took a few, uh, you know, suggestions online and stuff like that. But we've ended up going with, um, we've got Psycho with Norman Bates, JP. We've got Candyman with obviously Candyman. We've got Saw with Jigsaw. We've got Scream with Ghostface. And the last one, JP, you might have to help me out with here as I get my notes up, is The Omen, Damien. So they're the five that we're... Is on the poll uh, this time around. So yeah, any uh, any thoughts on them boys, or have you seen any of them, or haven't seen none of them films? Seen all of them. Right. We're, all talk- we're talking about the originals here, aren't we? Oh, not all original. Yeah, none of that. Yeah. No, no remake stuff allowed. No, JP, no. not allowed. No, not not having that in the slightest. Yeah, no, I've seen all of them, so I'm quite I'm quite excited about this. What I was trying to think of was what their wrestling counterparts would be. Which what upper <laughs> mid carders are they? Because like you can say like. 
I don't know, Screech, you'd argue Ghostface has made as, as big a content. Like, I suppose he's, I was nearly going to say he's like Roman Reigns, and I realised I'm <laughs> very dubious territory there. But if you think about it, in a contemporary landscape, he's he's kind of dominated still, hasn't he? Oh, he's, but, he's took over. And But so, JP, I've never seen any of the 10 films, and that's quite on topic because number 10's just been released, hasn't it? I've never seen yeah. any of them, or I've seen no screams. So really? I'm hoping really that... That one of them, uh, one of them two films wins. Screams the one that shocks me because, like, that's like that period of film screams you, Matt. Like, that screams like your type, literally screams yeah. like your <laughs> type of thing. Like, when we did the um, like when we've talked David Arquette in the past, it's just like it's a it's yeah. a mind blow for me that, like, yeah, it, it almost always comes up and you've not seen it. Like, it's like a never, know, never it feels it. like it was a rite of passage in like the early 2000s where for me, yeah. like, scream was something you went with your mates to uh, to see the cinema and get like, so like, the or hide the VHS yeah. or something, at yeah. Least, yeah. And then, like, like, even like the scary movie, like, knockoffs as well. I've seen them, like, I love them. I love the scary movies. But you've I not seen was... the source material? Exactly. I think I went with them over the screams. And thought, oh, wild, wild. That seems like mental behaviour. Yeah. Right. <laughs> honestly, to, to, to not have done that. Um, but yeah, it, you, it's interesting to think in terms of like, yeah, like Candyman, for example. I I, I went to the cinema to see that. You paid an extra quid at Turnpike Play and <laughs> let you in. So I saw that in the set far too young. Again, mm. on there. The only other one I would think of is, is was Hannibal Lecter. You wanted to go mm. Silence of the Lambs, but then we're getting into like it's not really orthodox horror, is it? Mm. And that's that a uh, no long epics with him either, isn't it? Twenty two minutes of screen time, JP Hannibal Lecter. Then he won the Academy Award. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not of this forty five minute like epic, is it? So yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I love that it's up a mid card as well. We did the main events, yeah. so you know we you did, got it. Go that, go, that, go that bit lower. Mid cards are harder next year. Openers are harder. I don't know who that'll be. Oh, we're that going like include. indie like, stuff. We're going lower level, like, you know, B-movie horror. <laughs> nice yeah. Indie stars. Yeah. Indie stars of horror, I reckon we yeah. could do that. We could do that. We could do we it. Could do is that. it a horror IWC? Um, you know, I say that like, like I know that it, like, I don't know. Ty West it stuff. Absolutely is. X. Oh, brilliant, <laughs> JP. I, I, I didn't put them in there. Barbarian. Like, Pale is an iconic mm. character now, you know what I mean, for me, but it's maybe too modern, do you know what I mean? So, and like, this this push to the top, so we need that upper mid-card who like have been established, do you know what I mean, over the long period of time. So, looking forward Good to stuff. it, looking forward to it. I'm excited for it. Like I'll be, I'll be listening. Like the uh, the patrons, it's going to be uh, you two and uh, and Grapple Gareth recording that on Sunday. I'm going to be uh, in London for the uh, the Copper Box show on uh, on mm. Saturday. But yeah, patrons will be able to uh, get the uh, the votes in uh, tonight. JP, get to uh, yes, get uh, get your uh, your thoughts in. Let the lads uh, know what you uh, what you want, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, that'll be uh, obviously uh, this week. We're going to be talking. Uh, we're going to be doing a Halloween havoc. Uh, we put the, the power back in the patrons' hands. So there's a a Halloween havoc flashback uh, poll. We're gonna, we're going to be doing this month as well, and uh, King of the Mountain, uh, Robert Brocky's got a, a fun one to, uh, to do with us as well, as far as uh, spooky moments go, and yeah, the only other point to say is that uh, time um, is coming uh, as well, so uh, plenty uh, going on over there, and you're going to be uh, busy this month too, JP? Yeah, exactly, yeah, we've we've got time, we obviously had, we observed this as well um, recently, but um, I'm actually, we're going to be doing with WH Park and Rich Fan, we're going to be doing um, an Ahsoka series review, had um as much of a chance to do um any of the kind of like our start little bits of star wars content so we're going to be doing that on sunday as well so yes we'll be having that out as well uh at some point and be able to have that up on the uh on the youtube for people to see uh 
free up on there. But yeah, um, yeah, loads of stuff. The Observe This was great as well mm. for Sean. And we asked the eternal question, can you give a match that you've seen half of 4.75 stars? Right. That's a question <laughs> that I think it needs to be thought about even more. Shit he was pulling <laughs> in 97, Dave, like bloody hell. Ah, it's the same same rate as the Jericho six man gets these days, so you know it, uh, it fits in. But yeah, me and JP we went through. Uh, we went back into our favourite subject, mate, to Matty, which was in uh, nineteen ninety seven, because um, of course yeah. it was. Um, so yeah, people could uh, could check out that as we looked at the Observer the week. Sean lost the smile as a a follow up to the uh, the Sean series. Yes. If you, uh, enjoyed that on the Patreon. Or he the, might have uh, got a smile back, mightn't he? Now, on that note, <laughs> we were uh, delaying the. Uh, the pre-show but uh as uh we have gone live we have had uh some news in and we should uh now we've got the plugs out the way we should get into the uh mm. into the main stuff as uh yeah tuesday night war was last night and uh yeah i might have lost some sleep but uh i think tony khan's gonna uh gonna lose more than that as uh our uh our patrons are uh letting us know in the chat jp nxt has won the night uh 921k to 609k in overall viewers and then in the demo nxt 0.30 Dynamite 0.26. Um, yeah, being described as a NXT crushing dynamite in uh in overall viewership and yeah, even winning the uh, the demo as well. So Gareth should have gone even further with that uh that clip that he got me on from uh last year's yeah. uh, lightly unlikely when I was uh adamant adamant that uh NXT would never uh would never pass uh AEW in a in a, an overall viewership this year. Not only has that happened, we've uh they've beaten them in the demo as well. Um with this uh this Tuesday night war. I mean we all mostly expected it, but I don't know what's your what's mm. your immediate reaction to it, uh, uh JP. Um yeah I did I got an inkling I think from, from Tony Khan's tweet storm tonight. It felt a little bit like he was getting it out there knowing this was coming. Yeah. Um I don't know your thoughts um immediate thoughts is the dynamite rating is a lot lower than what i thought it would be yeah um the nxt rating slightly above i thought it'd be 900 to 750 but i mm. think the thing to think about this as much as as anything else is this feels like it, it, it's kind of about momentum the mm. sky isn't falling in with AEW, but they're a long way from being a, if wwe compete and take them kind of seriously and mm. if you think about the nxt product that was up against aw early doors it was it was kind mm. of a mess it's a much more organized product if nothing else and so mm. you put a few big stars onto it it's going to cause a little bit of damage i think it's it's going to just be interesting to see the way that tony khan responds to this because really at mm. this point you kind of need cool heads in the room you might mm. argue that creatively they're going in the right direction but it also makes me feel that their US business is getting really soft. There's a point mm. where they need to, like, it feels like the attendances are down. The TV rating, like we're talking about a US TV rating, taking kind of like a big hit as well. And they're not going to be doing Tuesday. It's an odd night for them to be on. There are reasons. Mm. But 609,000, this used to be the other way around. If it was head to head, last time it was, it was. Yeah. And it was a Tuesday last time too. And I, that's the thing we're all talking about. Like, it's a given. 
because for whatever reason, Americans can't deal. You know, you change the channel, you change your listing, um, you know, change from TBS to TNT or TNT to TBS. You change your day and no one can find it on the platter and no one watches it. Like, apparently all the AW fans are busy on Tuesdays, but they're not on Wednesdays. Um, like, I don't know. It does, it's like it's like the people who switch switching channels, you know what I mean? Like, when they, we've got the, the quarter hours here as well. We could uh, we can go through too as well, follow from there, sort of uh, revealed them on, uh, on their stream. Like, but it's like, you know, these Americans who are like, oh, I don't like this wrestler. I'm going to watch like five minutes of ER and then I'm going to yeah. turn back. Like, what are they doing? What are they putting on? Have you ever watched like the footy mat and gone like, oh, you know what? I'm bored here. I'm going to watch something else for five minutes. Like, Never. <laughs> it doesn't, the remote's not in my hand. And that's one of the only yeah. times it's not when the footy's on. <laughs> I'll flip, I will flick between sports, I must confess. Okay. Generally di different sports. But if there's like, you know, Rugby World Cup and the Premier League, like, I'll, mm. like, I might, I might switch over. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not a disaster, <laughs> but it's not good from AEW's point of view. I'm looking at the quarter hours here, like I think that the bits where um just based on Pollock and Thurston's stream, like the bits where they got smashed the opening quarter, NXT nine hundred and ninety one thousand to a seven hundred and thirty one for a for AW. Uh, closing quarter nine hundred and sixty thousand, uh, which was up eleven percent on the prior quarter for uh, for WWE NXT. Um, and I probably should just say WWE at this point. Um, the Undertaker versus uh, Cope on the other channel, Matt six hundred and six thousand. As uh, Adam Copeland continues to prove himself as a fantastic ratings draw. Um, <laughs> the high point for AEW um, appears to be. Um, the end of the Jericho Hobbs match and the uh, the Adam Cole Rodham Roderick Strong video into the uh, the Orange Cassidy uh, Ray Phoenix stuff uh, outside of that opening quarter. Sorry, that's six hundred and seventy three thousand. And yeah, the high the high watermark for uh, NXT was again that opening quarter for them, um, which kind of shows your interest was up if being on a Tuesday. Um, as well um, as the uh, the quarter that I had the Cody Rhodes uh, backstage promo on Dominic Mysterio versus Ilya Dragunov, and then yeah, that main event quarter with uh, the post match with the uh, the Undertaker as well. Um, I will say, looking at those quarters of the Code Light today, like those last two, like I thought with AW having the, the gigantic overrun, and I, I just kind of thought that we might have something a bit closer, you know, six hundred thousand to almost a million JP, like. People were aware um, they were on both channels, and yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, I think the, the draw of uh, an aging out Undertaker coming out and it at a choke slam was uh, was too much for uh, for some to resist. Um, I mean, that's the interesting thing about this, isn't it? It's it's about how see. I always think it's about how seriously WWE took this. And fuck me, they wheeled out some some guns, and they heavily, you know rumoured that he was going to be out there but you stick Cena and Cody Rhodes on the same show it was mm. it, it was a weird thing to watch I mean, do those people even fucking pay I might mm. add like to go to the performance centre that's the thing I can't wait are they getting in there for, <laughs> they're not are they paying I'm assuming that they're people actually still, they will still a thing getting a fucking money's that. worth this week weren't yeah. they in terms of star power Christ uh, you know and mm. all the queues be... down the street weren't there for this week like, yeah I've seen that video yeah it was a hot free ticket if it was in there, if that counts. What's your reaction, Matt? I can see you there sitting there waiting. Stuart. I'm just loving it. I'm waiting for you to just, you know, no, but I've just seen you watching the chat as well. Where's your NXT t shirt, mate? Where, no, I've got me, I've got my Jay White on tonight just to show you that I'm not like a loyal to Sean. But people forget, like we, we said on the weekend show, it beat it last week as well, didn't it? Mm. It took a bit of the gloss off this. I know we've had. 
walls up and it's been great it has it's been like you know just look waiting for it and, and stuff like that but last week it won as well by like fifty-seven thousand, was it so but i i the only downfall for me is i thought it'd get a million i thought nxt would crack that million at some point and what it was ten thousand off you're saying for that opening quarter so it nearly got there but yeah it's just you know i know they put cena and um as you say jp undertaker and cody but it beat it last week with your dominic's a champion becky's already on there as a champion so it's not as if, like, they have been using these names for quite a long time now. A few months ago on the weekend show as well. They're established on NXT now every week, the Judgment Day and stuff. So, is it, too, times. is it too early to say that Edge affects ratings the same way that Danny Bear affected 90s footballers? <laughs> like, it, it hurts, I mean, doesn't it? I'm looking at this pattern. Like, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I know like, I've got my... I'll give you grief, Matty, with your with your uh, WWE flag and stuff like that. But I've got like a fuck Adam Copeland T-shirt somewhere. I don't get uh, yeah, you're willing to go red straight away on him, aren't you? Hey, it's got to be said, and you know, selective uh, Matty Nomics, who you did point out today to us on our, our group chat that is uh, is segmented well, uh, apparently on YouTube, or at least to be it was trending well. We don't know yet. It was uh, in the uh, the five six hundred thousand range. His debut did like what five six million on YouTube, and that's one of uh, AEW's yeah. biggest videos. So there is that. There's that. That, that that big star element coming in, but I don't know. You just I, I felt like it last week, JP, when we talked about it on the weekend show. I do think you've expected a bit more. Like I'm looking at these quarter hours, and like that last quarter is not the the worst quarter, and it's slightly up six hundred six thousand from five five nine. The quarter, pretty much the uh, the three quarters uh, before it, but like you know, it's lower than the first three quarters of the show. No real bump there, you know. You're talking like a minuscule uh, difference, and it was kind of the same last week. You had the gigantic overrun, and that was relatively flat, if you know, not a dip, which is kind of a win for AEW. I don't mm. want to write it off entirely, but I just uh, I've got my own baggage with this, so I'll put it to you as a uh, as a neutral observer. Uh, JP Matty's the Edge fan. I'm the non-Edge fan. Like <laughs> it just does seem to happen. Though, doesn't he's got a history of it, other than when he's you know. Shagging Lita <laughs> on telly, like <laughs> he's got that record since he's come back. There was that mad week where he, the NXT rating sunk, the, the the Raw rating sunk, and the SmackDown rating sunk. Like this man is, if this is the CM Punk replacement, and Punk's got his own issues as a as a draw, like there's no indication of uh, of any effect on on ratings uh, over these two weeks. At least, given you know maybe it's a biased sample a second week. I think. What is the feud? He's being put in there to reenact a feud that we've seen before and it's mm. been done with all of this stuff. So it's not even like he's being put into like a kind of new and novel situation. Like you put Danielson in there against Kenny Omega, if you want to think of the other end of the scale, how long ago in front of a sold out Grand Slam like venue, if you use people in the correct way. And, and, and I'm, as logical as it is to have him involved in this, it's like mm. you've got all of these kind of matches and it felt. I'll be honest, watching Dynamite when we get into kind of the reviews, it felt it felt like throwing shit up against a wall and seeing kind of what sticks. There was an element of kind of panic about all of this because I don't you know, he's coming into a product that's not exactly hot in the US. Mm. Like say creatively it's better, but it's certainly not hot. Like and the attendance, it, there's just a, this sort of like like you know the way to talk about like virtuous circles, it's going the other fucking way. And this bloke's got on, and he's got and he's got a track record as well with this, and it it feels 
Dylan put in the chat earlier on. It's something I was going to think. There's other suggestions where they actually go, but like fucking hell, go go to go to the UK for a bit. Go in front of some hotter crowds where mm. people will feel like it's an exciting product. But at the moment, it is. And then we've got Edge versus Christian in 2023. Like, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough to defend that one. And like overall, like I'm not surprised NXT won. But I've got to admit, I am a bit surprised by the gap in it. Uh, maybe I'm surprised as well. Undertaker didn't draw over a million, Matty. So, you know, maybe that uh, goes against uh, his cards, you know. John Cena quarter's not as well as it is. Do they, look, do they pulled all the big guns out for a reason? Uh, there are negatives to that. Uh, when we get into the shows themselves, I, I didn't walk hard of NXT going. I want to watch that again. It, I don't think they put the best foot forward as far as their roster went. Because they just put... I, for me, they put everything towards... Just winning this night by yeah. by literally any means necessary, and whether that means plugging Undertaker into a segment that he doesn't fit, and you know coming out on a motorbike when Baron Corbin came out on one last week, you know, like like that to me that told me it was like they definitely didn't plan that. They didn't even know at that point that Undertaker was going to be on the show. They threw everything at it, and you know I think to be honest, it would have been embarrassing if it wasn't by three hundred thousand for uh, for W to, to win here. Like if this had been close, that might have been a moral victory for AEW. Like WWE threw everything at this. And still didn't batter them. He battered them in. He did. Um, and yeah, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, they've been given an absolute mm. shoe in here as well. But and but I had fun. That's that's the main thing. We all yeah. had fun, didn't we? Yeah. That's it. I, I was last night. I was literally, like I said, sat there with a, a split screen going. You know, f- flicking back and forth again. Pretty much. I mean, it's again, it's twenty twenty three. I don't feel like anybody needs to literally physically change the channel. I just had them both on at the same time, and I'd mostly have. For, at least for the start of the show, I had the volume going on NXT because they were very promo heavy. And then eventually it was just when it was that was the thing when it came to match versus match. I think even Matty can agree. I think even I'll say, of course, NXT out of the water. I think quality of show, I would argue, AW blew NXT out of the water. But I do think it's the it's the star power there. It's the normal night that's kind of a kind of helped it there. I mean, it's a positive though. I loved it. Like I love fucking Tony Khan getting on Twitter and kicking off last night, calling a uh, what was he calling a uh, Triple H in a bald asshole? enthusiasm reference there, like going wild, like telling people not to bother watching the show. Fucking, I, I love all this. It's made it made dynamite. I thought a great show last night. It pushed WWE to hot shot a few things and treat this like it was at a, a raw reunion. <laughs> I do more stuff yeah. on NXT. Like you can, this is the thing. The talking point from the cornets of the world about the attitude era is like, oh, it killed the business because it pushed Raw and, uh, and Nitro to this crash TV formula. The business has never recovered. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. Old man who works in the wrestling business. Like, absolutely, I can see your point of view. But from a fan page point of view, it made things better. It was fucking Boston each week on Raw or Nitro. You didn't know what they were going to mm. do. And they were throwing fucking shit at the wall to win a crazy ratings war. That's what this week was. It forced Tony Khan to reach into his locker of big matches and put big stars against each other on a show and like i say jp it forced them to be to uh yeah. to use the uh the non-nxt stars on there like i'd, I'd take it it was the most i've ever watched there an nxt tv show in about two or three years like this yeah. was every tuesday night talking to me veins um i'd want it and yeah i'd, I'd take it any any week rather than the uh slightly cold product we've uh we've got right now it, it's interesting if you think about all the reports of triple h being finally in charge of creative and you link mm. it into that, and you think he's hot. Sh- Obviously, he's got Shawn Michaels running NXT, and they're kind of hot-shotting it, making themselves look very good to TKO, particularly if they're looking to sell NXT as a as a product mm. on TV. 
and they just mm. think, oh, we've just found the formula, which again isn't fucking rocket science. Why don't we put some big stars on a show and people will watch? It, wild, wild, wild shit. Like mm. I'm sure if you put Prince Harry on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. People will fucking watch. Like, <laughs> that'll be happening. It's not complex though in order to do it, but they've got the resources to do this kind of stuff. I just mm. think, but. For AEW, like it is the reaction for it. This felt more like TNA up against WWE on Monday nights than WCW mm. up against WWE, where mm. it felt like there's a lack of star power. Like, I can get why that this rating kind of happened. And I think a lot of the things that Tony Khan himself has glossed over by saying everything's great, that mm. this prick's gone, and we've got some, we're doing some storylines. And look, we're doing, delivering these great pay-per-views. And it's like, yeah, but your TV is missable. And mm. we've been saying this for quite a long time. And I think this kind of proved the point that if NXT loads up for a week, wrestling fans are just going to go, yeah, fuck it, what's on there? Do I need to see this? No. And I think Especially when they, he's told us, JP, that we don't need to watch the TV. As you say, what are you going to see? One side of an arena. With... He basically said it, Meryl. What's the close? I've JP didn't he about one of them press conferences after one of the pay per views where he said we've had this great run of shows, this great run of pay per views. He did say basically that. did say you don't have to watch the telly. I mean, just saying it better on all over our Discord and chat for nothing. He basically said that. Please, someone back me up and get the quote out because it's it's remarkable stuff. Well, he's, he's an idiot. Oh. I mean, but we're getting sidetracked here. What's that got to do with this? Like that, that's nothing to do with why they've lost this Tuesday night war, is it? Like there are bigger there are bigger AEW issues, obviously, but that's not really relevant. Is that relevant to this conversation? Like that's in a way, for me, it is better in a way because it's not going up against Raw or SmackDown here. If he's mm. as as JP said, if he's yeah, but not on their night either. Like I'm no, not an AEW no. defender, but we've got yeah. to be fair. Okay, like... yeah, that, okay, fair enough. But he's not. He, he said he's and you've just said there he's gone into his bag of tricks mm. to load the, to load this up. So why mm. isn't he doing it every week then? Why, why is yeah, he not? That's, done? that's what I'm saying. So he's he's done it mm. now because he's seen that he had to get moved for one night. He should have been doing this for the last two, three, four, six months. We, mm. You've said it yourselves on 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 the mm. other spotlights. The builds have been terrible. Now, all of a sudden, mm. he's thought, oh, we'll have to do it. But honestly, that quote, I'm going to have to dig it up myself, honestly. Mm. <laughs> we've got a show to do. But anyway, yeah. like, <laughs> let's, if we've got quotes, let's get them right. Like, yeah. like, what's the, so what, what is, what can we like learn from what NXT did? Like, it, it, are you going to, based on this week, are you going to watch NXT more, Matty? Are you going to watch NXT more, JP? Like, is there a, is there a lesson to like to learn from that? But I think I'm that comes, good. sorry, JP, but I think that comes in with like if people have already been dipping in, Benno. You know what I mean? Mm. If people, like, as I said the day before, the ratings have improved on NXT the last, what, mm. two, three months. So people mm. are gradually tuning in to seeing what they're doing. Mm. Maybe for mm. the AEW fans who did flip and flop over, change the channels or whatever, they mightn't mm. think it. But I think, like you're saying there, they dug in getting all the big stars, which they did, of course. No one can deny mm. that. But I think the U's seen it quite well. And if you're looking at it from an NXT thing, he was involved in that backstage with Carmelo and Trick Williams. Now, if you're a fan of NXT, you can see that they're building that storyline to where they're going to split up. And that played into that. So, all right, they, catch, they put him in the corner of um, mm. Carmelo Hayes, but they used him in the backstage as well to further one of their storylines. So mm. they did use him okay for me. Paul Heyman done a little uh, backstage 
non-audio with The Rock's daughter, which is probably going to at least an egg for down the line where if The Rock does go, come with Roman, they might use her in that storyline as part of the bloodline. Mm. So I don't think it's all this like, oh, it was just the big stars. They did do some little things that if you are a fan, it will carry on and, and it will deliver going forward. So, you know, I think it's, I think it was all right. JP? I, so the thing, I, I would actually agree in the sense that it has been on a roll because it's mm. done the thing of using big stars, but very sparingly, not like this, not like in this way where we're chucking, that they were throwing stuff on there to win a rating. But it does point to mm. the idea that NXT has a broader sense of momentum. They did a good crowd for their last show. We said it ourselves. It's not perfect, but it's good. Mm. All those people who were up against the dynamite before, who were very, very inexperienced, have got better. There is, mm. And that's just through shit, just through time. And it's mm. just that AEW, and I think this is the thing for them, is that they haven't taken their TV seriously enough. And they've almost taught people, look, you can miss this and watch the pay-per-views, which if we're honest, mm. we don't watch Impact every week. Why? No. We don't need to see it. We can just watch the pay-per-views. And we're getting mm. to that point with AEW because they're not making like kind of must. They're better. But then there's times where like, and we'll talk about it, like that Tony Storm stuff, I honestly to Christ was wondering why is this on the TV? <laughs> and it's kind of embarrassing. Like it really is. Like that's the kind of stuff where you're, they're throwing stuff up against there. Like mm. so many matches on there, match after match after match after match. And it was like, you mentioned the John Cena stuff. That's a storyline going throughout a show. That's a mm. reason to stay with that show. And I think mm. AEW fell into the kind of Mookie Nomics crap, which mm. is like, you know, you're trying to play, you know, checkers up against someone who's playing chess. It's just like, nah, these fuckers, they're not here to play. They're going to like... Um, sorry, JP. I don't know if this is like a thing what we might talk about when we, we go through the shows, but it's like... It, it, it's like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like foreshadowing what's coming. Like that time Samoa Joe come out, JP, and said about about MJF basically challenging to a match and he had to go through a tournament. We knew who, who he was going to win that. Same with Juice Robinson. Why did he have to say, you basically know he's going to win that diamond ring thing next week? And if he doesn't, I'll be shocked. The four, the jumping, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know who's going to win basically next week with him saying that. And for me, mm. you shouldn't do that. It, it's wild. <laughs> And it's kind of still not saying that AEW, who in and of itself is a bad show. I'm no, saying this for the there. last month, they've got stuff together. But I think they went through such a period that they couldn't do. Mm. Where they took the TV entirely for granted, taught people it's missable. Even the mm. bloody podcasters just went, I don't need to see Rampage. <laughs> and out the way it goes. All of a sudden, mm. you don't need to see Rampage. And you're not in the habit of watching Rampage. Why? Because what the fuck happens on Rampage? Yeah, there's mm. some good wrestling on it, but guess what? There's good wrestling on everywhere, and it's available all exactly, over the world. Exactly. You've exactly. got to do something more than that. And they haven't done it. They haven't been open to kind of ideas until we've reached a point where things are going to be bad. And we say this, the business and the ratings generally follows the creatives. So maybe we're mm. in that part where when the creative was shit, this is where the ratings get shit. And now you have to go mm. on a run of making good TV in front of what looked like, you know, enthusiastic very small audiences in big arenas, which I don't mm. think is a good look. I don't know why I don't do console. Make it look like an interesting product. Do it in front of a wild fucking crowd that's like 500 of them in a proper like rock venue. Do something interesting. But JP, someone said. Empty basketball arenas where you're only filming year. one side. So televisually, they don't fucking do anything. So you don't ever see an arena because you're only mm. ever seeing one small section of it because the numbers are shit. 
But they got the next year booked out, haven't they, in arenas, so they can't even, oh, like, make a change. They booked an arena they? named after a serial killer, for Christ's sake. I think that's <laughs> playing with fire, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like I say, overwhelm overall. I don't disagree. I mean, we've talked about it like at length on this podcast about like AEW's, you know, issues when it comes to building to the pay per views, when it comes to relying on the good wrestlers to give you good wrestling matches. I think, I think that's absolutely true as a as a broad strokes thing. I, I just don't want to overplay what that means for for this particular night. I don't necessarily. I just think that you know, tonight, this is a. No, no, I don't want to call it like a, a mirage or like a, or a one-off, but it is, you know, again, a Tuesday night, a, not mm. AEW's normal night, up against the NXT that was abnormally loaded. Um, you know, last week, I think last week's rating, which we talked about on the weekend show, Matt, is a better example of, you know, the warning sign, like I say, when yeah, I, when we talked about fair. it on the last, last year at the, uh, you know, we did the Likely Unlikely. My biggest thing there was, you know, that I didn't think it could happen in a million years that uh, that NXT could could ever beat AEW as far as overall ratings go, and that like the the certainty in my voice when you listen back to that is like it's not even an argument I'd make now. If you'd have asked me a month ago, I'd go yeah, that's possible. It can probably happen. NXT's up, AEW's down for whatever you know the reason is, and we've kind of gone into the the broader strokes uh, reasons on on why we've kind of felt AEW has cooled off over the last year. It's the creative, it's the world champion. Um, I think is a is a big element of uh, of what's going wrong. Like I say, it's that reliance on the roster to uh, to bail you out on uh, on pay per views, and you know I agree with that put talking point. You know we've had. World class pay per views, um, as far as like matches go, but that doesn't necessarily mean any of the criticism leading into those pay per views have been wrong. There is just clearly something up. It's not as hot a product as it as it was a few years ago. These are situations that would have been thought of as unthinkable years ago. Like the one point I will agree with. At what point did we, you know, in, in the in the in the old Wednesday Night War, like it became a point where it was a foregone conclusion, wasn't it? Like we we stopped even really considering who was going to win each given week because it was mm. obvious AW were gonna we're gonna win every week. So there is something of a a warning sign to take from there. But like I say, it's the overall that's probably the the bigger Rory rather than like this uh, this one off. Um, as far as like the contents of the shows, do we want to talk AW first, NXT first? What's the uh, What's the uh, what's the what's the plan of action here? Uh, what do you reckon, JPEG? I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna. I want to chicken out and let Matty decide. No, we'll talk AEW first. We'll go through the matches <laughs> first. <laughs> I mean, do we? AEW is considerably the better shot. Like considerably, I would say. Like I, I mean, I can't really say as far as NXT goes. I enjoyed the opening Cody promo. Outside of that. I like seeing Il- Ilya Dragunov. Like, like I was saying before, there was nothing on the show that that particularly made me go, "Oh, I'm going to watch that next week," or oh, "I'm into that." Like, there's no- there was nothing that made me regret having not really been an NXT viewer the, uh, the whole like last while. I think AW had a considerably better show on the night. Do we agree on that? Yeah, I would agree that I haven't seen the buy-in, so I don't know how how good that was. Whether or not that would change, it. I would say in the main, there's stuff about AW I'm not mad about, but in mm. in the main, yeah, it's it, it's it's a much better show. Like, in, just mm. in terms of because it's got a better caliber of performer on that on the undercover, it hasn't got obviously as many stars or the kind of WWE and no one on the level of like a John Cena to be able to kind of put on the show. That's the thing it kind of lacks. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a better show, mm. but it's not it's not a hot show. 
still at the mm. same time. But that's that what I the, thought. That's the other thing. It prob- mm. In ring-wise, but this is what we keep coming back to all the time, what we said on the weekend show. In ring, mm. yeah, it was a better show. But I just liked NXT for the fact of like, because you know it was advertised. But you just, mm. everyone kept coming up a surprise. So you didn't know what was going to happen next from like, even the Pillman Jr. video, Jay Cargill getting out. That the was well done. They kept mm-hmm. on giving you them little nuggets, the Ava backstage with Paul Heyman. Stuff mm-hmm. like that I love. So it kept me like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do in, before this ad break or what are they going to do after this match? Mm-hmm. I was genuinely glued more than I have been to some Raw and Smackdowns in the last you know, six or seven months or whatever. I was just looking forward to seeing what they've done next. But AEW, like they open mm-hmm. a match and even like, you know, the main event even in, in certain mm-hmm. parts, you know, better matches, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's talk the uh, the, the main stuff uh, from AEW. Uh, I thought Brian and Swerve absolutely love that. Um, as far as I, I did, also enjoy uh, Christine uh, get, getting the uh, the opening promo. The leaning yeah. hard into the, the meme side of things with him as a heel, but him being like that, the explainer for why there was no ad breaks uh, in the first forty five minutes of AEW, I thought was perfect. Um, I thought he was he was fantastic. That was a great way. So uh, we had our split screen going. We had Cody on one screen, Christine on the other. Like could could have told me three years ago that I'd be uh, struggling to uh, to decide who to uh, who to watch. It was a uh, it was in the end uh, we did uh, watch uh, AEW and, uh, and Christine, and then yeah, I thought Swerve and uh, and Danielson. I think to be honest, I'd say the two big matches JP I thought were extremely strong. I thought Swerve and Danielson was just a, yeah. a masterclass and selling from Danielson, and I think it was a great advert for for Swerve as a main event wrestler. I feel like he fit. Um, two in a row now as far as like you know you're fitting that mold of being a, a top guy who can go in there with the other top guys not get dwarfed by the occasion feel a star that that fits in with that with that other big star and to be honest even in losing which would have been my big talking point uh even a month ago maybe two months ago i don't think lost much i think you know we how many times on this podcast have we said we want to see the big stars wrestle the big stars or when that happens somebody's got to lose and you know they're, they're clearly i think leaning towards i think brian's probably going to be christian and maybe they'll go forward with him as tnt champion he'll do some kind of defending champion gimmick going forward or something i could i could absolutely pitch yeah. but as far as setting it up it was kind of what we talked about what was going to happen i think square was mm. gonna gonna lose to a you know through Hangman getting involved, and they kind of did the uh, the same the other way with the uh, you called it the Hangman Jay White stuff. That's pretty much. I mean, it's EWR book, and it's not ours. You, you know, you got, right next to where it's got a uh, title belt stolen, yeah. and where it's got the other uh, quick Tony Khan angles book battle royal book tournament. Um, there is a button there for uh, interference finish, um, but it made sense. And if you were going to yeah. book those two big matches on the show, I think they got out of them both. You know, with everybody looking strong, and I thought two uh, two cracker matches on the night too Yeah. I, I would agree with you with that. I mean, it was just the fact that Swerve now is in that kind of top mix and he mm. feels like he is at their level, like just in terms of the crowd and the crowd interest or, or what there is of that crowd that's there. Mm. Um, like, <laughs> and you don't blame them like for mm. this as well because it, it, it's just a simple case of presentation because it's just the company that he's now keeping and the fact that it takes a distraction to for Brian Danielson to get like a quick win. I don't think mm. like while in the main I'd be like, no, this guy doesn't this guy shouldn't be losing. If it results in the match, obviously at full gear that we're gonna get between them as well. And that can perhaps go the direction of like a really kind of like slightly bloody brawl. Like mm. it's still like if we're gonna see this as like a kind of trilogy of matches as it as it should be, this is like kind of booking one oh one. And yeah, I don't think, you know, like 
neither man lost anything as a result of it. And it was good just seeing the mix, I thought, of those four together. Like, I know that they weren't all involved in each other's in, in each other's angles, but I liked that idea of like, okay, so we're focusing on singles feuds that aren't just for titles because it just makes end up devaluing all of these kind of titles. But there's people who are competing. You know, the winners of those are kind of getting closer to it. So it's a tournament without it being a fucking tournament. You don't have to hit people over the head because you're you're allowing these reasons like to kind of happen. So yeah, I I I really enjoyed like both those matches. I'd say from from an in ring in terms of TV wrestling, like some mm. re- some good shit on this week. Mm. Any thoughts on the uh, the two big matches, uh, Matty? Start with uh, with Swerve and uh, and Brian. Um, Swerve continues to knock it out the park, doesn't he? Just glad to see it better. Fucking like as you said, I've loved them since I seen him on the indies, and it's I'm just glad he's getting his, his good push now so everyone can see like the star that he is. He minutes the music, the entrance, everything mm. just fits. As JP said, he's over with the crowd now to a great extent. So I'm just happy to see him uh, get all his flowers here. And yet, as you say, both said it there, losing to Brian, even if it was clean, wouldn't be the, the end of the world because obviously Brian's a big name there, but I said it fair, there's the hangman feud on, and we will get that, that gimmick match at full gear, so that bodes mm-hmm. well for him. And then Brian moves on to Christian, so yeah, it was a great opener. Mm, definitely. Great use of the uh, the, uh, the time as well, uh, while we yeah. were, you know, in the in the one-to-one. And again, that's the M4, they played the mucky ball and they, uh, and they lost, but no, I thought it was a great uh, use of the uh, the first half hour. I would say, I'd say, Jay White and Hangman are... I, I enjoy for other reasons. I think both both of these matches could easily have been say that these were the two big full gear matches. I'd have been happy with that. I think they would have like fit perfectly. Um, they felt pay per view quality, uh, which is definitely going to uh, going to make it sting with the uh, with the overall numbers. But I thought this was a good advert for for Jay White. I thought the uh, the Hangman match. I felt like in ring again similar to Swerve. If this was a not a test, we know Jay White can uh, can go at a, at a main event level. He went at a main event level. He felt like he fit. Um, he's definitely kind of, you know, as far as the promos go, I think he's getting the better of MJF and continues to. I think the, the post-match stuff with, uh, with him and MJF, obviously there's the element of it we should probably talk about, JP, with that, that's kind of grabbed uh, all of the, the, the headlines with the, uh, with the Juice Robinson line in there. But just based on performance, I felt like it was a better night for MJF this week than it was last week. I'm glad he kind of, Took the feedback from Suit and others um, who were who were very critical, and as were as were we of us, uh, you know, sing along with the rock um, style stuff he mm. was doing last week, and didn't seem that arse that his belt had been stolen by the heel. Um, he clearly took that to heart because this week he was plugging all those gaps and making it you know, cut for the MJF character, a impassioned babyface promo that kind of fit with the yep. tone of uh, of things and I thought Jay White you know was great continues to look at uh, a million bucks with that belt I continue to absolutely love and um, the the, uh, the bulk of gold stable just all of those lads together just it's just gold for me like I've said a couple of times it reminds me of uh, when DX uh, first formed the uh, the Triple H pack New Age Outlaws version where just the stable just works immediately and it benefits everybody that's in there that's what yeah. that feels like and Jay White Unlike when he first came into the company, JP feels feels like maybe not the bit the the next world champion, which might be the negative because I don't think in a million years I think he's beaten MJF, but he's the clear leader of that stable. He's the clear one to you know Juice Robinson being like B or C at this point in there in that group, and he feels like a main event talent and a main event heel that's you know gonna hold his own with MJF even if it's 
maybe to Matty's point earlier, a, a foregone conclusion what the uh, the finish to, to this feud is going to be. He's much better being like kind of in the promos. It's interesting, like how mm. good he is reactive wise because he doesn't play mm. up to the fucking bullshit and it becomes the usual MJF ends up crushing people contest, which is not what we got here. And it makes mm. for a better kind of storyline. I agree with the stuff about Jay White, which is kind of incredible when you think of how far he's come. But he is, there's a smoothness and a polish to him um, in the ring. And you just think of that kind of slimy top line heel that they've been mm. missing this guy fills that kind of that that kind of gap with an with an act that's just very good and well tailored and like you say every time i see the guns i just think of the new age outlaws that's all i ever end up thinking of and how how they <laughs> they took two guys who meant nothing and all of a sudden they meant something and then they made sense to be in this kind of faction guys who could take falls but you they're getting mm. better all the fucking time as well it's just it, it, these are the acts to focus with. Now, the ratings may not belie it, but creatively, this is a lot more interesting when, as soon as we're talking about like this combination of people. And you're thinking, oh, okay, mm. there, there is more interesting things. It's just, are these things going to end up catching fire or the ensuing feuds from that end up catching fire as well? But like, so Jay White, they're going to do 100,000 on fucking pay-per-view. And if you're doing monthly mm. pay-per-views, you might as well put Jay White in the main event. Get him, see if he can have a really good match at the top level as well, which kind of works with an audience. And you go, okay, now we can get an impression, especially like the Kia Forum as well. And you expect it to be a good crowd for this. Mm. And you think to yourself, okay, if he can do well there, that's just going to make him seem ever so hot. So it's that idea of like rebuilding people, but it's then it's just hoping the rest of the show kind of gets its shit together. I think. Mm. Yeah, that's the biggest viewership, by the way. By the way, our, uh, our friend uh, Ibu of Russell Pure is pointing out it was dominant Sierra nearly 958,000 viewers to uh, Jay Waite Hangman Page is 540,000. But to your point, JP, you have got to, you know, you've got to, you got to you, might be something in that, but you've got to, you know, hold that, haven't you? You've got to push forward with if you want to establish you guys and stuff, you want to do that, but that's a uh, yeah, that's a that's going to be a sore one uh, when uh, when AW uh, comb through the quarter hours when uh, when all is uh, said and done. Does that conflict your matty in your uh, in your Hangman T-shirt here? Uh, sorry, your your JYT. Yeah, you're a big I J should... fan as well. I am. That's what I mean. It's good to see Swerve. Good to see Jay White getting the push he deserves, really. But as you say, he should have had more of a. I mean, you've got to introduce people to a company in a certain way, but. You know, his two introductions to AW weren't the best. And now he's getting, once again, getting a good push. And let's just see, saying there, the match is going to be good. Him and MJF will not let mm. you down at the pay-per-view. So it's just, as you say, better to another, like, mm. what, five weeks, though, to build this up. You'll obviously get MJF running through the gauntlet, which I did think I said on the uh, weekend show, which they should do. Book him 101 again, JP. Go, go to that and mm. have him run through. And obviously the acclaim coming in to help him. But, yeah, Jay White, mm. good to see. And... It's just after this after this um, real title match, what happens to him? But for the meantime, doing very well. I think this feud, like I like it, and I like Jay White's performance in it. But I think uh, Rover put on a Discord today, like it does stink of MJ just having too many ideas. It's like, what what are we gonna do? We're gonna do a mystery belt belt uh, a mystery beatdown angle week after. We're gonna do a belt steel angle this week. We're doing the roller quarters thing, which is which is grabbing. It's like which which lane are we going? Like with this feud? At least like, he mentioned the mask team. angle, Benno. They actually met Jay yeah. White mentioned that, didn't he? At least he did bring that up this week. To the credit they did, and presumably that's gonna end up being uh, gonna be end up being Adam Cole. Adam uh, Cole. But, 
Um, you know, and yeah, we can talk about the fucking shit show that was that segment on uh, <laughs> on this week's Dynamite. Like, you got to learn a lesson, lads. Like, I, I do feel like that that one last week that that died the death in its quarter hour, but overall was just critically planned to do another one this week. Um, seems toned. What's more toned, FJP doing that uh, that segment or uh, the other uh, the other MJF stuff? We should uh, we'll probably talk about as well. Oh no, like. God, I was listening to you guys talk about it with the uh, the, the segments with uh, with Adam Cole on the on the weekend show. They're just and shit, doing it twice Who finds them funny? Like, <sighs> I like the yes, Benno. This one was terrible though. Last week was even like I, all right. This was bad. Even when I'm critical of it, like I've laughed. I've, there's definitely been the stupid MJF stuff with like fucking Big Show in the water and stuff, which I've panned <laughs> from like an intellectual point of view on here. But like you know, I've caught myself like laughing, going, "Oh, that you know," because. It's funny. There's nothing. This one just felt like, and the idea that like Steph was pointing this out. So we're supposed to believe that Adam Cole has been living in Roderick Strong's house for a full week, yet we know in canon that Britt Baker and him are like dating. So like, surely Britt Baker would be asking where the fuck he is, like, which might explain why she's not been on TV either. Like, I'm, I'm, be, I'm, I'm giving it more thought than they are, to be honest. Like, uh, fucking daft. But that's like, what they would just... do, Benno. Did have at least Chris on the phone or cut away? They used to do stuff like that and tie up all them, you know, mad loose well, Even then, if you, if you want to let it go, and you know, they're clearly trying to get this fucking giraffe over, that'll be the next fucking thing. <laughs> like, what's the, what was the joke? Like, it just wasn't even. Even the defenders, I think there's less and less of them. I think that yeah. the slowly but surely all jump and ship because it's just the content of it's terrible now as well i was gonna say it's actually not about how they deliver it in some ways i'm kind of like they're not bad it's just the the material is shit and at best it comes across as just weird it's like like okay this is just really odd seeing matt Taven's joke a giraffe Mm. like in slow-mo it's really weird and it's yeah it, it feels completely fucking out of sync like what the kind of product you want to bring on? Yeah, it it's just these it's these weird weird vignettes, and it's done. What's the AWI signed off for. It, it's it's like the kind of logic of this did well, so therefore we'll repeat it. We'll do it in this in quarter two, or whatever. It's like it's done in such a methodical way. No one's gone. Is this funny? And why are we doing this? Like, what is the mm. fucking story we're trying to tell? Like you say, is he is this is entertaining as Roderick's like he shows that Roderick's song can deliver some comedy lines mm. it's just the shit comedy lines and you're not laughing at all but there's part of me that does come out and say this is pure like trying to get like your undercard over as well like if you did this for undercard guys if you had the time to bloody do it then it might somehow weirdly be worthwhile like seeing Satnam sing on the Papa Briscoe's farm which I just mm. went this is just fucking dark and I laugh at it as a one-off, is, though, GP. That was a one-off. As a one-off, yeah. And it's just like we're doing this instead, and it's like, what? Like, what story are we fucking telling here? Like, I, I'm mm-hmm. completely like, I know it's like watching one of those. I'm trying to think. There was a really shit comedy that Hollywood made with a load of famous people in it, and you just watched it. and It was awful. It's just watching good actors deliver terrible fucking lines. And you're like, why am I watching this? This is just they look. They look like they know it should be fucking it canned, and this stuff is shit. Get rid. Don't talk about the Tony Storm stuff either, because what the fuck was that about? I was, we were what? Because, like I say, I was split screening through, you know, absolutely legal IPTV methods that uh, ended up with, uh, you know, <laughs> USA Network on uh, on one side of my screen and, uh, and TBS on the other. But, like, we didn't even get it. Like, because obviously I've seen the complaint from people on, like, watching on the fight be going, I don't understand this Tony Storm thing. And apparently 
yeah, she was miming along with the adverts. We were watching the adverts and we didn't get it either. We were just like, what the fuck? Um, I continue to be split on that. There's elements of it I really like. Uh, and then there's elements of it which I don't know if it's going to translate to in-ring wrestling. And also, it's coming on a show that, when we talk AEW's overall issues, um, is very much filled with ha-ha and comedy already you know when you've got so much of this mjf having calls stuff uh over stuff tony storm's just one extra thing that i don't think you need in that vein it's all it's like the individual stuff is usually good this one though was uh was also bad on top of that issue i think and i thought the joke was that like she got a moment and it was in the advert so like she got like shoved to the side kind of thing i thought that was the joke on it because she's going on about having a time but it, obviously it wasn't was it it was a reenacting the advert but you know, I do I like the character, it. JP. Maybe it is more for me than yourself, but hmm. yeah, we'll see how it goes forward. I think, I, as I say, yeah. I prefer it to bland it's wrestler Tony Storm. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Oh, so. definitely here, but it's a. if you put it on NXT, you'd be like, yeah, okay. It'd be exactly what I'd expect them to it do. It is very right? NXT. And it doesn't suggest that you're like an alternative if you're just doing mm. the same thing, but in a slightly worse, like, dare I say, a slightly worse way. Because that's mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing a lot of sports entertainment stuff. <laughs> There's like uh, sports entertainment people around that bloody place as well. <laughs> On that note, do we, you know, do we touch the MJF thing, JP? Uh, Walked out around it a couple of times. Like, obviously, we all know what the role of quarters references with Juice Robinson. Yeah. They do have the defense that Juice Robinson is someone who's used that because it's a wrestling staple. Obviously, they're yeah. leaning into the, you know, the. Stuff from from MJF's past. Um, obviously, for anybody who fucking watches the news or exists in the world, um, I think I think my point on it, JP, and again, there are bet people better placed than us um, to, to to give opinion on this. So, uh, you know, um, I would listen to Jewish people when they talk about this stuff. I'd listen here out MJF when he's trying to say, you know, he wants to tell the story in a responsible way. The problem is, it's wrestling, and he spent the last, you know six weeks of dynamite doing cartwheels and ha ha so i don't 100 percent trust him either to be honest to tell a story like this with the nuance i think it would need to be done effectively on a regular tv drama that wrestling isn't for all the reasons wrestling it isn't but i think even if you think oh they can they can do this mjf it was mjf's obviously call to get Juice robinson to to say the line and it's clearly born of his idea still this week of all weeks you know this mm. this is not the time, you know, the the world we're we're living in right now, JP, with everything going on in Israel and with, with Palestine. Like this is not like mm. leave at the very least pick another week. Like I think this is this is one of them where MJF is probably coming from a good place with the idea, but this is where the lack of maybe editorial power within AEW or the lack of somebody saying Max no. Um is probably going to come back to bite them because this is all I've seen people talk about um, from the jet, from the right and MJF stuff, and it's just, yeah, it's not something with real life events as they are that you know needed to, needed to happen this week. I think it was just unnecessary, whichever side of the fence you're on. No, not in such an explicit way as well. Like you don't need to necessarily do that, and we've had, like you said, the storyline of Juice Robinson using the roller quarters to beat people with a loaded punch, a thing mm-hmm. that he was doing in Japan. When he was in New Japan, was that particular was, was that particular move? So, like, I kind of, but you don't. Do you need to do it? Is it essential? Mm. What is the like? And I think that's when they kind of overcomplicate things unnecessarily. Which is that's the thing that's a trend with 
MJF storylines, like you say, that they do end up being overcomplicated. You don't. Focus on fucking Jay White. It's an easy thing to do. You could then have Juice Robinson in that dynamite, you know, win it and use like the kind of role of quarters and then have the match with MJF where he tries to use it and he manages to block it. So he gets that kind of redemption. But I think that's, that would, you can easily do that story. I just think you're, you're caught in controversy when you don't really need to, particularly this moment in time. I mean, and I don't expect it to be a, a situation regarding everything that's going on between Israel and Palestine. It's going to be sorted out anytime soon. So mm. it just makes, as with most times with this kind of stuff, it just makes sense to just steer clear because does it add anything to the angle and everything else? I would argue not. No, especially when it's, it's a, you know, to borrow a phrase uh, uh, from our, uh, our friend, Rich fan, it's a hat on a hat on a hat, isn't it? It's a feud that's already got yeah. 12 different elements going on. You know, Jay White doesn't know who attacked him. Because the Adam Cole friend thing going on, Jeff, the belt has been stolen. Now there's this, you know, element to it that like doesn't really need to be there. It's just yeah, it felt like one idea too many, which I think is the story. This this MJF title from really he's uh, he's a man who's uh, who's run unchecked, and you sometimes get gold. Like I think the majority of the promo was, and then you get stuff like that where you probably uh, need us to edit to uh, to take it out. Um, so the other big newsworthy, well, two two other newsworthy things from uh, from AW before we get to uh, to NXT. Um, Soraya losing the uh, the women's title. I was legitimately on our Discord saying, "Can't believe she still got the title." And then I realised my feet was thirty seconds behind, and she lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Which great call, Tony. I agree. Uh, I probably would have. Mm. Um, I understood why they put the belt on her at, at Wembley. Um, whatever I think of her, her and her and her family. Um, you know, it's a, it was a Wembley show. She was the British star who was available. I get it. I kind of, you know, probably with the cup bait by now because the problem was once you put the belt on her, we had to watch Soraya matches. And um, but as far as Soraya matches go, I actually thought this one was, uh, you know, not a worst effort. And I think she either um, pulled us something uh, worthwhile. And yeah, thought that was a a solid little match. Uh, and I suppose the yeah, we should talk the uh, the Jericho Hobbs match as well. Don't know if you got any uh, big thoughts on there on them, JP. I loved it. No, no, great. It was a squash. They already had two matches on there anyway, so it was like the, the most sensible thing to do. It just felt afterwards, what were we focusing on? We were focusing on Chris Jericho and his recovery from it. Well, in many ways, <laughs> they should have. I wanted them focusing on Powerhouse Hobbs smashed the shit out of like a guy who's considered a legend in wrestling. Like that happens with each and every Jericho angle I'm noticing <laughs> that it always goes back to him. And it's just like, case? no, we don't need to know what Daniel Garcia. And Matt Menard fucking think of the situation. Can we focus on the bloke <laughs> who won? Like crazy idea. Like you know, it, that's the kind of. And I'm not the know, Jericho was, defender, but he did. He did lose pretty definitively here. Like even for him, he did. But he's still the focus of TV, and he can get that heat back <laughs> kind of easily. That's that's the thing I don't like with it. It's like it's those times when you see the jobs and you go, yeah, I can see what you're doing. But there's also mm. the focus that you're going to need to get out the fucking way if you want to be pushing the new bloke. So that's that's how I felt. Like, mm. any thoughts on that, Matty or uh, or Soraya and uh, and Sheeda? Yeah, it's like um, Khan just goes back to Sheeda, doesn't doesn't he? When like you know, there's some sort of like women's booking decision, he always puts the belt back on Sheeda, and hopefully like, uh, she gets a, a like Gary Kidney always says. It's like TNA back in the day, you know. Jeff Jarrett gets the world title, AJ gets the X Division title, America's most wanted to get the tag title. Anytime things are a bit off. 
like Orange Cassidy as well winning the international title on this reunion as well, didn't he? With yeah, that true. It's like going back to him after like that big angle where I know injuries have come into that uh, title the last couple of months, but you know we had that big run and then he put Moxley over who like nodded his at him and stuff, and now he's got it back again. So yeah, mm. bit uh, yeah, another reset. I'm guessing that's just the and it's a the whole Moxley thing's weird. Like, why would you announce that he was going to be on the show if he wasn't clear yet? I guess they were hoping, you know, he was close enough and he passed the the test on the day. Like, feels like you know one of those uh those early morning fitness tests, like uh, like Saka last week that uh on the <laughs> yeah. team. Like, okay, fine, Moxley failed on the day, fair enough. But like, worked well, out right yeah. in the end, mate. So yeah. I did to be fair. Yeah, I made that. Uh, I, I took that four point here today. It worked out all right for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm guessing uh, they just, you could just tell Ray Phoenix wasn't supposed to be champion, didn't really want him to be champion. Let's just get it back to Orange and we, again, reset, like you said, Matt. It, it kind of ties in, doesn't it? Easier to you reset international champion. Maybe they were heading towards for full gear a Moxley Orange Cassidy rematch anyway. And this is just a, another way to get it. I would think Orange Cassidy probably needs to beat Moxley at some point if. You know he's gonna be the international champion going forward. I don't know that that would be my, my my guess there. But yeah, that was another one. It was quite uh you know wasn't a really a, a elongated effort. And uh, yeah, Orange Cassidy went over uh, relatively uh, strongly there, which again kind of showed you that, that yeah, Phoenix was probably uh, never meant to be champion in the first place, Chief. Which is a shame because I like the idea of Ray Phoenix being kind of like a, a big single star. But I agree with you. It felt like they were like if they had their way, Moxley would have been winning that match tonight. Mm-hmm. And then it would have been Orange Cassidy challenging him for the pay-per-view, which would have been Fully, the reverse. Yeah. It's 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 a you can get to the match the same way. I'm just not sure the dynamic works if Orange Cassidy's champion again. Like mm-hmm. you kind of need the moment of him beat the and new bit to kind of come out for that to work in like the big rematch where he gets his win over a top line star and, and things mm-hmm. like that and i think after all the good booking with the international title and the really great job they've done to end up in this kind of like little switcheroo mode for like quite frankly quite bizarre reasons it doesn't destroy it or anything like overreactive but it doesn't help mm-hmm. like, I, I just sort of think that's a that's the situation with it the match itself will be good but like you say he'll have to beat him and i was thinking about this is aw they're just in the process of they're trying to build a few people at the same time because it's something that they haven't actually done for a little while. And this is part of the process of it is getting Orange Cassidy to that kind of proper drawing level by having him beat Moxley and whatnot. I just, I'm not mad on the dynamic with him as champion. That's Um, and yes, yeah, was the only other thing to notice as a uh, grapple Gareth goes on. Our, he's, he's on a Twitter storm right now, doing a victory lap on Reg. Matthew I can't Gretel. wait to read. I know. Um... Can I just say? I was going to say that we're not going to talk about Edge versus Kane. I mean, uh, we just saw <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Oh, what is that to say, mate? It was. Uh, you Don't know, you like Edge doing them running, running along the apron and the uh, steps into spears? And that, that was a cool spot. The spear on yeah, the outside. A lot of that AW, you'll see a lot of this to, uh, coming out, and yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't, yeah, that's the thing. I think, you know, Luchasaurus made logical sense as a first opponent. Um, you know, as much as we talk about the uh, the Copeland quarter hour, he was in there with Luchasaurus also, as the other thing is. Exactly. You know, Luchasaurus is a bit of a non entity, isn't he? As, uh, as, as you say, he's he's like, if Abyss was budget came, what's Luchasaurus? <laughs> 
Um, it's not exactly the. Honestly, that female at start, I think Kane's going to come out. He's not your, you know, you talk about like what's the, you know, Edge in a in a fresh environment. Putting him in there with Luchasaurus didn't feel fresh to me. It felt like he was working Kane. It felt like he was working at a WWE match with a bit more creativity in there. Yeah, I didn't have much more to say on it really. It was a match, and yeah. Christian's promo at the start, though. Fucking Brilliant. Oh, it was fucking mm. amazing stuff. JP, he continues every week, doesn't he, oh, to just man. deliver every the single Beth week. Best Phoenix stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's like you were just going on. Like, the lean hard into that, obviously, with being Beth Phoenix. You will yeah. do a lot more of that, like, definitely. Beth Copeland. She's coming soon, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She did, I didn't find that out until I'd, uh, I was looking for the theme song for last week's uh, Spotlight. She did the intro. You think you know him? That's her. Um, oh, is that, is that yeah, Beth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, there you go. There's a, there's a tie-in. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't continues to not really light my fire, but is it ever going to? With, uh, with, with, uh, with, with Cope, as the, uh, the commentators were, uh, were calling him. They must have listened to last week's... Uh, <laughs> Spotlight as, uh, as well, uh, but yeah, it was a weird point where like I had the split screen on and like I had Undertaker on one channel and Luchasaurus hit the choke slam on the other channel. It was just like, <laughs> 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 to Edge, yeah, <laughs> like 1998 all over again. Um, on that note, we probably should talk to some uh, some NXT unless there is anything else from Dynamite. Oh. Fucking Wardlow still exists. I was going to say um, Michael Wardlow. We got to talk about him oh, with his. Uh, like that, he looks like he look. He looks like he's quiet quit. He looks like he looks. You know, yep. <laughs> he's, he's, stopped, <laughs> he's going the office still, but you know his work shirts aren't as ironed as they used to be. He's grown out his beard. He's grown out his hair. You know, he for Wardlow. I mean, he's in ten times better shape than I'll ever be in my life. But he's not quite in peak Wardlow. The tan's not there. Is, the tan's not, not the there. Yeah, he looks like a man who's ready to uh, to jump <laughs> on the other channel. <laughs> like a poor Matt Sydal as well. I thought. I mean, the jobber to the stars was a uh, you know for, for him not a literally full on jobber. Um, it was a uh, was Matt Sydal. Um, yeah. Wardlow. They could try again with Wardlow, but whether it's ever actually going to happen. Uh, it's another reset, isn't it? Going back to what got him over, but. Starting from scratch, basically, isn't it? Like, it, all of that heat he had is gone. It's just gone, isn't it? Dissipated. Always go back to it. And I'm, I know I beat this drum every time I'm on here. When he beat MJF, he, Benno, he, he was so over. Like, honestly, God, you could have literally put him in the world title scene and no one would have battered an eyelid. And as you say mm. there, all that has completely gone. There's nothing there anymore. And to sign in again, who knows if it'll last like, but do you think he's the nothing. next one to go? Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. you got it really. You got. I can literally. There was a point where when he was out again, we had the split screen running, and Bron Brecker was on the other channel. It was like they look like like they could be brothers. You know what I mean? Like he just he looks like the type who should be with the splash of yeah. you know NXT uh, bright lights and stuff. He should be over there, and maybe it'll uh, it'll work out better for him. Um, but yeah, I just I don't see it. Um, I think he's. You know, we we had our opportunity, and yeah. I have my opportunity because one of the finest things in podcasting is when you can take a victory lap. And I was so close, I was so close, Matty, to one point saying, "You know what? I think we're all being worked that Wardlow's good here. I think we're all just imagining Batista in our heads and thinking it's it's happening in front of us." And I wasn't brave enough to say it. I went along with the crowd. Oh, this Wardlow is great. This MJF feud's great. Um, I could have been a trendsetter because I think that has turned out to be the case that. There's something there with him, but that's it's what I'm not saying, though, Ben. To the you level could be right. We kidded ourselves too during the you know the height of the MJF stuff. But in, in Tony, I'm, I can't believe I'm sticking up for Tony Khan. In Tony Khan's defense, then if he's not that good, he got him to a point where, as you say, you did or maybe you didn't. Everyone thought he was that good, and you could have went with him though. So that that's you know, 
giving props to Tony Khan there, but yeah, we'll see what happens with him. We'll see. Don't give him props to Tony Khan. Fantastic tweeter, you know. Uh, having a go at Shawn Michaels, but uh, he, he did do a tweet tonight, which hasn't aged well. Uh, but he said uh, after last night, uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels' uh, candidacy for uh, for book of the year is, uh, is gone up in smoke, or uh, however he uh, however he worded it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say we get to NXT. I'll let you go first, but tell me the good stuff because I don't see it. I, I I thought it was a weak show. I. Don't really, um, you know, see anything on this show that was uh, that even. Co- I I don't understand how you can be a wrestling fan and prefer this show to to what AEW gave, even with AEW's faults um, on this night. But it showed there's a uh, you know still a market there for the uh, for the speaking of Edge, you know, for the old lads, you know, get the uh, dust off the Undertaker, dust off John Cena, you know, get get them out there, and uh, they can still draw uh, almost a million. Um, Go on, Matt. What's the what was the positives well, of, uh, of NXT? Like I said before, I just thought the show flowed well, as in, like, it was fast-paced. You didn't know what was coming next. It had all these little segments, these vignettes, people arriving, backstage stuff, little Easter eggs in there. I just thought that was the the whole selling point of the show. Like AEW's, the, I don't know, I've said, like, the 10, 11-star matches, that's their selling point. Uh, this is what I think. Get your Matty Bingo card out, 11-star matches. <laughs> no, I'm just I saying that's what it is, though. That is what it is. Like, you, What's you wrong with good matches? I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it, but obviously people prefer to see the stars, the vignette, and the fast-paced stuff, don't they? They don't want to see the really? long pay-per-view matches every week. Is that the lesson we'll learn? I'm it's not shown. I think you've said the show at AW was on a, on, on a different night. Like, last week? <laughs> it wasn't, was it? I don't it? agree with that <laughs> I'm just saying, though, and there's a, obviously, but we can go, that's another rabbit hole we can go down. I mean... Or, Long we, in a different stuff. universe, if we had, if we had the regular NXT versus the regular AW, I'd have enjoyed seeing that and what it does. I, I just don't know if we can draw that lesson from it. That, as Chris Elliott says here, people want story because I don't think what NXT provided was necessarily good from that point of view either. Um, no, but you, know? you say I, 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 this way, people might go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But you're saying they loaded these up, but they did do stuff that you get on NXT every week, Benno. As I say, Dominic's the North American champion. He's been on yeah, for bad. three, four months now. But, well, that's killed Jay White and fucking Hangman by 400,000, you said. So, you know, what are we going on here? That was a match. Like, And to be fair to Shawn Michaels, <laughs> I mean, it, was good. it was the world champion with the NXT North American champion. So it was like two champions going at it. Yeah. That's all good for me. No, though, I like both of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you can say what you want about Dominic and stuff, but he is improving mm. and he's over with the fans. They fucking hate him. And he's in the right he, place. He should he be is. in NXT. Mm. He exactly. should be working his matches. Exactly. And like stuff like mm. that, I thought was sound. And you had obviously, you know, uh, the Judgment Day running. LA Knight. You only mentioned LA Knight. You know, the surprise you the night. You had Solo coming in in the uh, Carmelo match as well. And you had all these. And they still didn't draw a million. It's crazy. <laughs> Look at him now getting involved. Look. But it's like, I just thought, as I keep saying, what we, we all keep saying, the two completely different flavors of wrestling. You can't get any different, JP, I don't think, than the matches and the more, what you want to say, realistic style to this like sport entertainment, action pack, like quick matches kind of thing. Why am I saying bad? No way. <laughs> I honestly, I had a great time watching it. And as I keep saying, it was for that. I didn't know what was coming up next. And honestly, first thing since I woke up this morning, GP, didn't even get out of bed because I've been off work sick. <laughs> Put it on. First thing since I, when I woke up this morning. 
put NXT on. And I did, I had a great time watching it. Was it the best wrestling show I've ever seen? No. But, you know, I had a great time watching it. So, I mean, um, thoughts on honest. it? Lola Bites versus Danny Palmer, JP? Um, I, I was going to say, I skipped that match entirely. I was watching stuff in at that point, and choices Charles had Flair to be made. up, or no one. They had two NXT, you know, who aren't even on NXT going in there, so they had a bit of everything. <laughs> they had a good video package, to be fair, with Becky Lynch going up against the... Uh, yeah, Lyra Valkyrie. Lyra Valkyrie. Yeah. That, was, that was a good video package promoting their match in two weeks, and they had the stuff mm. with Tegan Knox. So they're doing stuff. It's because... I think it is. We don't watch it every week, all of us. Yeah, so we can easily just casually go, "Ah, it was shit." This all. Yeah, there's a good. reason. No, but but when you do break it down, or what they do to the fans that do watch it, like I say, Trick and Carmelo, they're splitting up soon. Do you see them in that backstage? I thought that was very good at doing it because at the pay per view, you had Carmelo Hayes being the one who you thought was a bit jealous of Trick with the belt. Now you got Trick being the one jealous of Carmelo. I thought it was, it was proper. Easy, solid wrestling. You know, nothing wrong with it at to all. To be fair, Carmelo got to stand next to the Undertaker for 30 seconds. And I said on Twitter. I mean, you've got to be uh, jealous. If anyone in the world had that on the, you know, things to see in 2023 card, the lion, because the Undertaker helping Carmelo age up and raising his hand and doing the, the arm pose. Wild. <laughs> Just wild. Should have bumped for him, shouldn't he? That'd have been better, you know. Could have, uh, could have made a start. You can't bump no more. Take come on, Ben. You can't fucking take him. <laughs> he didn't look like he'd walk. Never mind, bumped. I know exactly. Yeah. Could yeah. do his pose. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, I, he I don't rough. know. You, you anywhere near Matt on the show? I, I thought it was like obviously we're not going to agree, and I thought it overall it was a weak show. Um, I, I thought Asker and Roxanne Perez was fine, but the other women's mm. match just mentioned Lola Vice and Danny. Oh, bro, then why I don't watch NXT? I did Ilion and Dominic. You know, I was I was giving that group before, but I do like both wrestlers, so thought that was fine. Outside of that, I I didn't see anything on the show that made me think, oh, I want to watch this next week. I didn't think, to be honest, Bron Brecker and uh, and Carmelo Hayes delivered for the occasion. I thought their match was pretty below average. Um, yeah, there was nothing on the show that outside of the outside stars. Um, and you know, we'll see what uh, what Undertaker, John Cena, um, LA Knight, and Cody Rhodes do next week on NXT. But uh, outside of those lads, uh, <laughs> there was nobody that I'll be tuning into next week to watch. Yeah, it's I'm probably more leaning closer to you, Benno. I'm honest. Sorry, Matty. On no, on this, as, as as nice as the impassioned, def- well, long term NXT fan, Matty's putting in a, in a great uh, defense so, here. The, the, the show I do he keep watches. up with it, though, Benno. I'm not where, saying I watch every minute every week, but I do keep up with it. So where I stand with NXT is probably that they're well six times a year shows. They're generally all right. They were bad for a bit because the people mm-hmm. on them were, were bad. They were JP, and they this lot are okay. They're fine. What we're not, but this is very much modelled on Raw and SmackDown, and I find myself like I feel ill if I start watching mm-hmm. those shows because, and it's very, it's formulated the kind of exactly the same way, just with people on it's great, but a crowd that is going to go mental for everything, which does help, just in terms of the watchability. They lose their shit over any little bits in there, but Bron Brecker, for example, he's just a fucking look. Isn't he at this point? And he's a name. Yeah, he's an idea of. Oh, we think. Oh, he he could be. He could be really good. Yeah, he could be. But like, I don't know. It, it's not going to happen, is it? Jordy he's a better Coy, heel, though. He's going a way. I think that with any Jordy Cruyff was no Johan, was he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he isn't. And you can put Paul Heyman with him. But what would his job be? You spoke about Wardlow in many ways. You just sort of think to yourself, having kill people because when it comes to long, I've never seen him have a good match. 
just haven't. I haven't seen him have a good match. I don't think he's a good promo either, like at mm. all. It'd be like, Heyman as well. So like when they put Heyman with Claudio, it you know, it's like, wasn't it? Yeah, people people forget Heyman's had a few stinkers in there, like Curtis Axel and Cesaro. Curtis yeah. Axel, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. that one in there. I will say, I fucking hated like this idea that, like, I know, I I know it's wrestling. This idea, Undertaker was sat backstage just waiting. For oh, Bron Brecker to say the badass. <laughs> like, like, it's just shit, though, isn't it? Like, that's and rational, I, though. You're, you're taking apart yeah, every yeah. fucking thing in history, there, though. Fucking hell. Uh, not a fan. Not a fan, but I'm Can a, I mention I'm three, little, uh, three little things, though? Like, backstage, we had Jay Cargill, Benno, arriving. You, you, you like that, the way she's I've getting enjoyed presented. that. I think that's... Yeah. That, I'd said it on the weekend show, so for patrons, but, like, for... Yeah, for the main show, like, I, I'll throw it out that I, I think... People are giving that a bad rap, saying they don't like it because, you know, Jay debuted on the pre-show, the pay-per-view we're going to talk about in about an hour and a half. Um, I'm like, yeah. And, you know, appearing here, which... Not I was all about that say, show. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel if a bigger they, name, Barrow. I agree. It makes yeah, you feel more yeah, important. If, 100%. If, if they'd have panicked and I thought this was going to happen and gone, fuck it, we need to beat AEW, we're going to fucking debut here tonight as well. Like, that would have been a step too far. And it's the same goes for the pay-per-view. I like that, the fact they're making it like, it's not a bidding war because they've already got it, but they're building it up, and people are forgetting. She's not a big star. Not really. She's a, you know, she's a look, and she's a hot story, and there's 100% star quality there. But she wasn't the biggest star in AEW. But the pretending she was, that that's the way. They're making that up. They're pretending they've signed this gigantic star. And to build that up, I'm going to do these little backstage ones where she meets Triple H, then she meets Shawn Michaels, and they're putting stuff on the website and the Instagram. They're doing a cracking job of making her feel like when she does debut properly, properly, yeah. she's going to be bigger than if they'd just thrown her out there. In front of the Whilst audience. getting the ready behind the scenes, as you say, in the yeah, PC. exactly. At the same time, I would knock around the performance center, getting better at the things she was bad at at AEW. I can't criticize them for what they're doing with her. I think it's great. And she continues to, you know, if the, if the job was just looking like a million bucks, like she'd be the biggest star in wrestling history because trillion hell, bucks based on these two appearances. But yeah, more than that, like crazy. And what about uh, Brian Pillman? Well, Lexus King, is it? What, what about that? What do you reckon on that one? That was good. That was well yeah. done. Like, and as far mm-hmm. as like, you want to hate it, don't you? You want to be immediately like, oh, the fucking idiots. That's the only thing he's got, the name. Maybe long term, that's still a fair Chrissy. But, I mean, the answer, this is the difference. We're going to get into, like, you know, Triple H kind of seemingly taking power in, in the TKO era. I think that's the difference between Vince and Triple H. Vince would never explain it. Austin Theory is just theory now. You know, people drop the first <laughs> name, the last name, the gimmick, whatever. Triple H is more of, like, that, you know, Jim Cornette and OVW. Remember we talked about it, JP, with like the you know the boogeyman appeared on the main roster, so we had to scramble on OVW TV to explain what was, what was going on with the boogeyman. This is something that could easily, with less creative control, just happen than like a Bron Brecker. It's just always oh, called Bron Brecker now instead of uh, Steiner. Like that would that could absolutely happen in a Vince McMahon universe. I like that he explained it. I thought he did a good job of explaining why. He's not a pillman anymore, and it's the best thing I've ever seen him do. To be honest, like I don't have much hope of him um, getting out of the WWE system or ever making it to Raw's SmackDown. But gave me a glimmer of something. Bringing him in as a heel rather than an imitation of his dad—that's not a bad mm. shout, is it? Like at least mm. that's something kind of different, and at least they bothered to explain. That's mm. the main thing, and that was the yeah. issue with like the whole time you watch Bron Brecker and they talk about his dad and his uncle, and you're like, why doesn't he go by their name then? Why is he yep. doing it this way? And, and it sounds stupid. It's a dumb name. I'm not mad on Lexis King either, if I'm honest with you, but at least there's been 
some kind of reason now for why he's doing that. And at some point, if it leads to him turning to Brian Pillman Jr., then in and of itself, it's fine. But it's probably a better, it's a more interesting thing to be brought in as a heel than as the face character he always was in AEW because it was just it was just him doing his dad's moves but worse yeah. at times yeah. like it really it really wasn't very good because he's not the same kind of wrestler and maybe they can bring something out out of him they've moved him pretty quickly onto NXT TV I'm, it seems like they've got like at least some kind of plans and the vignettes are sort of better produced aren't they yeah. so that that's always the kind of thing that they they've got going for it but yeah I like you I was expecting to hate this and I was just like, yeah. oh, okay, well, at least they bothered explaining that. The beard is shocking. Yeah, just the bottom of it. It's like, it's like Ben White, that uh, JP show. Like, that isn't what he loves. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the What Culture podcast uh, tonight, and they were saying it's like, you know, when you play like GTA or something like that, and you create your own yeah. character, and you, you mix and match like a beard and a haircut. <laughs> like, like someone's beard goes over the mask or the face paint. It's like that. It's like different elements on the same face. It doesn't work. Um, <laughs> you need to sort that out. But can I also mention... As well, that maybe that at least the egg of, of the rock's daughter with Heyman. Now, I hope they do lean into that, but I hope that weren't just a little one off type thing. And that maybe to keep the rock's week better for coming back, maybe for the uh, Roman match and stuff. But I did, I did it, makes me intrigued anyway to see if they will follow that up in the next coming months at least. Yeah, her turning heel on her dad and joining the bloodline back. Oh, incredible that JP <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or it was an Easter egg that never goes anywhere and never gets paid off, like the majority of this NXT show. But we'll see. We'll see oh, oh here he is. Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> the realist, yeah, that's me. Um, anything, anything more in NXT before we, uh, I suppose, move on to uh, to other uh, WWE matters, Matt? Um... No, just that pub rules match. You know, your lads Gallus were in there, better, but that was fun for what it was, and you know, it was you know just a typical, you know, WWE like. That was Proper. a fucking Sophie's choice. Gallus <laughs> on one screen, Jericho on the other. Oh, I was like, oh, I suppose I'll watch Jericho. No, the shots I considered it, mate, honestly. <laughs> I was like, what's on the third screen? Is MLW on? Is Cole Powell going right now? You know, <laughs> get him on the phone. Um... <laughs> Well, there yeah, we go. I just say, we opened the app in again, Ben, although we, we hope there's another, uh, another Tuesday night war soon. It was fucking great. I, I loved every mm. every minute of the build-up to it. Tony Khan being a petty bitch on the internet. It's fucking great stuff. Um, WWE, you know, as much as, you know, the, the, this week was, uh, was a load of NXT, I kind of begrudgingly liked it because it was like, well, it's their night. So, you know, they're going to go all out. And, yeah, the rising tide. You know, rises all ships. You know, I think if this was AEW's night going forward, or they were head to head every week, it would be exciting. I think at least for the first while. Um, so, yeah, Tony Khan's probably wishing that's uh, not going to be the case going forward, though. But yeah, fun, uh, fun night there. Um, unless there's, there's anything else on uh, on the Tuesday night war. Um, yeah, I mean, while we're on WWE, I mean, on that Vincent and Triple H thing, it is. It's the Triple H here now, Matt. Everything's uh, everything's going to make sense and be uh, be logically booked. Might be a bit boring. Might be a bit too much Johnny Gargano. Um, yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said that in our work when we get a uh, QA, we, uh, we get marked as uh, competent, which sounds like an insult um, <laughs> that we were competent. Like, <laughs> that's Triple H's book. I had the compliments, isn't it? Yeah. It is 100% competent. Like, it's not going to light the world on fire most weeks. Um, but, you know, we're going to patiently uh, build to things and we're going to at least have a, a follow through. It's a minimum standard, but it's better than, you know, the uh, the, the other alternative with, uh, with WWE. I mean, I will say, you know, as a WWE fan, Matt, it 
I think a lot of people have saying it seems it seems like it's been obvious, you know, a few was uh his old favourite Serbian dusted off, rumours of uh, of Karrion Cross getting back in the mix. Johnny Gargano could be yeah. in prominence on uh on Raw. Yeah, the the, the mid card belts. That's another um, you know calling card. The Triple H being everyone, everything, anything could change. You know, tomorrow Vince could be back uh, and you know completely rip up Raw and SmackDown again, or we're back to uh, to zero. But it's interesting that like yeah, it sounds like from reports, um, TKO are uh, are back and Triple H as uh, as their point man uh, in charge with uh, with WWE. And I think most people like yourself, Marty, who are uh, more hardcore WWE fans, would uh, would absolutely back that. Yeah, as you say, it's just like, you know, even watching them Vince shows, looking back now, it's like, how many, as you say, how many times did he literally just drop a storyline, a character, a name, and it was just like, what? But at least, like you're saying, Triple H will give it that reasoning, will give it that logic. But as you say, there is, you know, as much as I'm, I look forward to it and, you know, you do get like, you know, better matches for the most part, He's still got it. It's like every booker. You have the favourites, like your Garganos, your Carrion Crosses. You will get all this. And like most of them have been, since he's come in, I've been a home run. Like Rhea, the Judgment Day, Dominic, they've been a success. Now, they have had a lot, maybe too many, like six-mans and eight-mans and tag team matches over the last few months. But that is a success. And Raw, for me, is more of the, like SmackDown, with it only being two hours. You can kind of, and with the bloodline there, you can kind of like match that. But on Raw, you will get these, you know, some will they'll say better for the longer matches. And but as you say, sometimes it's just like, you know, they can drag a bit. So, but I am overall, I like the logic side of it. So I'm happy with that. Mm. And when they deliver, like, you know, five star pay per views like they did uh, this Saturday, who can argue that? You know, cracker uh, this weekend. Well, uh, can you use me live? Let's all forget this, right? Between AEW and uh, WWE at the minute, you've got house show paper house show matches at sold out arenas versus ten star matches with house show crowds. So it's like it's 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 the other JP. It's completely the opposite. It's crazy because you know I come on here last time and said payback wasn't the greatest pay per view. This I've seen what you said Ben like on Discord and stuff. For the most part, it was kind of like a house show. It was a sold out. Uh, arena, but the fans weren't really engaged like they have been when they've been in like Puerto Rico or we've had these special pay-per-views this year. You know, even I'll admit that there was that going on, but you know, I do think people have been a bit harsh on it, and maybe it is because of the main event, because I'll, I'll be honest, boys, I zoned out in that main event. Like, it was a foregone conclusion. You've done the tried with Nakamura. Yeah, it was three point two five stars. Maybe. Yeah, it was. Well, never was a conclusion about it, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> JP, twenty eight minutes as well, mate. I mean, it, it Shinsuke Nakadosa, like no. <laughs> mate, he puts in no fucking work if he can get away with it. I used to love him at one point in time, and it's just like I've never seen someone down tools more. I used to compare Roosh to Emmanuel Adebayor. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura is is Adebayor in fucking wherever he is now. Big contract, yeah, exactly. Just like, yep, yeah, I'll go there. I'm gonna do nothing. Like, and I never even, I didn't watch the match. I heard them. I heard the match time. Like, Fuck, that. yeah, like, that's 28 minutes. I don't need to lose. But I do think I people have been a bit harsh. No, sorry. I, I, I think like the, the opener, the women's delivered in the ring. You know, you see in the match was, you know, if that was a house show, but it still got like probably one of the bigger reactions of the night. And I thought Carlito's return was was sound as well. So it had it, it did have plus points. I've seen people panning it so much. I was like, it wasn't that bad, you know. Uh, they've. I mean, the thing is, okay, 
it's they've fallen. It almost feels like they've fallen into quite a lazy pattern with the last couple of shows, and they've been yeah. on such a good run for them of actually having stuff that kind of delivered. And the lot like, between payback and this, they've been so kind of dull. We do feel B level compared to the rest. You definitely feel do. like they're glorified house shows. It's just like we are watching like kind of house show loop stuff. And it was it was hard to get into. I'd agree with you on the, on the women's match. It was it was good. I'd I'd say it was for me. It was that I thought it was the best thing on there. But I've seen a lot better, and it doesn't have the stakes of what it normally would have had. But I don't think they care because they're just looking again at a company that's selling out arenas, doing stuff like this automatically, which kind of says to the general momentum that WWE has as a company. And obviously, they promote NXT, which is going to help NXT in in all of this stuff. They're selling out these arenas. Like I don't know why. I wouldn't. I'd never. I'd look at the card for this and go, absolutely not. Wouldn't go to that at all. Somehow, it seems hot, to hot. be doing okay. Yeah, when you're hot, you're hot, and they're just doing this. But you can't. I always think you can't rest in your laurels. I was going to say that JP. Even me as the yeah. WWE guy, they can't continue this. Like even at this one wasn't as bad as Payback. I don't think. Like I thought people have been harsh on this one, but. I agree overall. Like they had that such a good run. Even we didn't agree with that SummerSlam main event. Even I thought that was boring, Roman and Jay. But even up and including SummerSlam, they were on such a good run of pay-per-views that these two have dropped off. Now, as you say, Saudi and Survivor Series, I've got to bring it back up slightly because if Saudi's another like house showy type, which I, I don't think it will be because they, they usually put bigger matches on in Saudi, don't they? And then with Survivor Series being a war games, that should deliver. So you know, hopefully they can bring it back up. Fingers crossed, Roman turns up to work, you know. Um, oh, he's back Friday, Benno. Everyone's right now. He's back on Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. a house show on Saturday. The numbers aren't doing great for that, but I noticed oh, that yeah. hasn't been included in the rest I'm of the going to dye his, his hair again, again then. Strange, you know. Um, <laughs> hey, I like that element of him, and you know, okay. I like the fact that he looks like fucking shit because Roman's gone. <laughs> like, it's great. It's, it's, I noticed it like I was watching SmackDown a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, he's going gray, and he like not realize, you know, it's part of the work, it's part of like the, the story. I like that. It's a good element to it, but he can't go back sooner. Where me and you, you know, we wildly disagree on uh, on a lot of elements of Roman, where we both agree, Matty, is the product needs him, and it's better when he's there. Um, yeah. and it's hot when he, hotter when he's there, but overwhelmingly, yeah, this is. The, the, they're enjoying the fruits of being a hot product this year yeah. for whatever reason. AW, as as you said earlier, I don't disagree. Is nowhere near as, uh, as as hot as it was, and yeah, you know, WWE are, uh, are kind of doing well now. But I get that this year, I hundred percent like I loved pretty much all the pay per views until these last two, um, or at least from a maybe loved as strong but enjoyed, and they were WWE pay per views, yeah. and I was kind yeah. of enjoying the spectacle of them. Oh, this one's in Montreal. Oh, this one's, you know, in the UK. Oh, this one's WrestleMania. You know, there was always some kind of hook, but these last two have been rough. And I, I got, to be honest, I was going to say this was worse than Payback. I can't tell you anything that happened to Payback, so I don't know if I can concretely right. tell you that statement. I don't remember, I don't remember a second. Well, it, had I don't know and, it had Nakamura and Seth in Ostrich. That's why then. Um, <laughs> it's at least had the gimmick, but you, had, you know, I, the last one was good Judgment Day, winning the tag off KO and Sammy at the last one in the street fight. Remember the hockey, the hockey spot and that? KO and Sammy. Yeah, that was that was that, so they've lost the belt at this, and you know that's a good. If we, if we, maybe it might be the best match in the world, but at least it was a story line. You know, Cody's won his is it maybe not finishing the story he wants with the undisputed belt, JP, but at least he won he won some belt, and it ties in with Jay winning the tag with someone different. You can go down that route, which they're going to revisit the bloodline again. So I, I like that as an as, as a we story. All predicted. 
the story ends with with Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes winning the uh, tag team titles. You know, that's what the uh, what it was. Can, all I, can I mention the press conference though? I thought that was absolutely fucking hilarious. With Jey Uso pissed out of his mind, isn't he? He stole that. That was absolutely incredible. And Cody was bladdered as well, but he can mask it. He's a professional, isn't he? He can just answer so many. Pros, pro. Yeah, pros, pro. I fucking love that press conference. Well, yeah, to me, know. that was the only match that was worthy, really, of, of anyone's time. Like, watch the Jade debut, maybe see. I thought, to be honest, the whole Cody and Joe Uso against Sammy and Kevin Owens from Raw was better. I watched that on, they got it on in full on the air on the YouTube. Um, but as far as something newsworthy, yeah, it's kind of that. Outside of that, um, I talked about it really. I mean, he looked blown up, didn't he? Like, yeah. I mean, maybe he should have left the memories alone with Puerto Rico there. Um, He's back. But it was he weird that back. at first I was like, why is he not in the match? And then when it turned out, oh, he got gassed just entering. Um, maybe that was a reason. I don't know. Been doing? <laughs> I don't know. He's been signed for months. Yeah. That's another sign Triple H has actually got power to using them now. Yeah. It could be a short run, you know, doing like a match with Ray and stuff like that and Santos and stuff like that. But mm. uh, who knows how long he's going to be around for. Yeah, what was his music? That was weird. Um, they, they fucked up on Raw as well, didn't they? They had Sami Zayn come out to his, uh, his old theme. I, I saw that. That was, that was strange. Um, yeah, and outside of that, three-way women's match was, a again, three-star effort. Seeing her in LA night against the bloodline. If I was if I was there live, I'm like you said, Matt, I was there at a house show. I'll be, you know, loving Cedar and LA night being the big baby faces, beating the uh you know, the mid-card heels and solo and Jimmy Uso. But like <laughs> the main uh, event heels. Are they? Um, I the building, no, I tell you, I said on the weekend show I did here, like solo and Cena is rumored, and they're definitely going for that. That's either going to be Saudi or Survivor Series. No, do it at Rumble. Come on, go full Umaga. Let's go. Well, that go was the original that, I, I did here, but they've caught you like they kind of tried to build it, but they've actually had physicality now on um more physicality on NXT. So I think that's coming at one of these two pay-per-views, that one. So but, yeah. You know, but the main event. I, I, I watched the main. I, I mean, I again for my sins. I, this Tuesday wasn't my only late night. This week we did stay up on Saturday and watch this pay per view. Massively regretted it once Seth Rollins and Nakamura hit the ring. And to be honest, it was probably better than I expected it to be. Uh, which means it was three point three stars, maybe rather than three point two five stars. But it was every WWE last one standard match that you've ever seen. You could like I joked on the weekend show close your eyes imagine the match that's the match you got um, and that's it really there's nothing else to talk about from the show other than obviously uh you know your boy uh dean mcmahon showing up in the uh in the crowd uh, jp shane's uh <laughs> shane's large son uh, with the rest of his what was his football team yeah basketball team that already were um <laughs> shane was a proud dad at home he uh, retweeted uh photos of it you know he's all grown now jp still up his fit well get him in the fucking performance center they missed a trick with Rod's kids before, didn't they? And they're fucking mm, like a tag team lads. run that we never got as well. If you've got a big lad in that family, get your ass down to fucking Florida. Get yourself in that performance in and out because there's money in those kind of angles and storylines. I'm sad to say, I'm not exactly necessarily happy about it, but they should have certainly dressed them up like the Main Street posse, if nothing else <laughs> is with the other lads in that football team. Like that would have been, oh, would have been great. Booking, booking 101. <laughs> we would have laughed. Like if that was the case. But can I just mention, you know, Chris as well mentioned there about Cena. 
That's right. Mm. He, he basically admitted, didn't he, that like when the actor strikes up, he's gone. So it could be any time that. So I appreciated I'm, that he was honest. Yeah. Um, it was probably a highlight of that uh, that post presser. I was I was going to say just quickly on Demon Man. Don't look at his Twitter like JP. You'll be uh, he'll be very disappointed in the lads. All oh, right. Um, yeah, he's who of, uh, terrible. He's a rich Republican son. Who knew that he'd have problematic views? Um, yeah, I'd be surprised. <laughs> is, is everything a conspiracy? Does it go down to that rabbit hole pretty quickly? I'm assuming all of the so. talking heads you'd expect. Yeah, he suffered the, uh, that, lads. Hmm. Man, he's really has. He's had a hard life. Man. Come on, <laughs> should lay off the lad. I don't know why we're worrying about WWE because everything's going to be all right when CM Punk debuts. <laughs> I was about to make that exact Survivor point. Series. Uh, I, I, I held off on this long to, to talk about uh, CM Punk here, lads, as we've uh, we have had some uh, some news uh, over the uh, last couple of days, as we were told that uh, you know last week CM Punk is uh, in talks with uh, with uh, with WWE only for uh, for this week for Sean Rassap to say CM Punk is. Not in talks with WWE. It has never been in talks with WWE. Only for Dave Meltzer today to, uh, to uh, and I think it was overnight on a uh, on Wrestling Observer Radio report that uh, WWE have decided not to hire CM Punk. Um, and uh, this is the based on whispers I've heard. Um, <laughs> go to my Discord if you want to hear more. Um, that I'm not confident enough to report as news, but I would back Dave's version of the story here. That it's uh, there's, I mean, like Meltzer said. JP, like, if if you really think that there wasn't at least a conversation, that there isn't at least a consideration to bring it in Punk, um, you know, and even if that consideration is, fuck no, the conversation took place, like, I've got every confidence it absolutely did, but yeah, the, the latest uh, headline we've uh, we've got on it from, uh, from Meltzer is that uh, the quote is, they turned him down, the decision was a no, he wanted to go there and the decision was a no, I mean, it can always change. And it was brought up to me that no such thing is no forever when it comes to the V, but it's no for now. Um, I, I don't know if this is a direct report, and Dave says it's Vince's decision. Vince, Nick Kwan, put on Paul Levesque, uh, and obviously they decided that uh, the negatives outweighed the positives. I think that's more Meltzer conjecture than it is him uh, reporting that as uh, as fact. Um, do you buy it? Am I am I too much of a, a CM Punk uh, truther to uh, to get to the, the heart of this matter? Because I still think it's a work and he's coming in. Um, <laughs> I'm turning into Gareth here. Uh, everything's <laughs> a work and uh, Punk is going to debut at the Survivor Series still. You can't prove otherwise to me. Am I sounding like a, a crazed CM Punk fanboy, JP? Uh, or do you think? I mean, it, to be fair, it would be the smart decision in a lot of ways to be mm -hmm. like, probably not worth the trouble. And if that story is true and it's not, you know, some kind of you know, trying to uh, to keep the story quiet. Uh, situation kind of embarrassing for Punk. Like Meltzer actually added as well that apparently there was overtures from Fox trying to get Punk in when he was back doing that talk show with uh, Ryan Saturn and all that lot. Then there was overtures apparently from Punk during the time he was injured at AEW to get into WWE and they were not interested. And now apparently this is the uh, the third attempt to get in and WWE are, uh, are saying no again. Where does the truth lie, JP? What you uh, what you think on this? One? I so I think he will end up there. I just don't think it'll be a Survivor Series, like yeah. at this point. That's what I kind of think with this. But I think at some point he will end up there. I think enough time goes by and they think, do you know what? We can get some use and some kind of value out of him. But I yeah. think at the moment, as we've kind of said, they're on a, like, they've been generally, they've been on an upward trajectory for 2023, for the most part, just in terms of business and creative. Them. it's as good as it's been for the last sort of few years that's not saying that's not as damning with faint praise in case anyone's not quite getting that so 
I think for them, it's like, why bring him in? And Roman doesn't like him. I think that's the key thing here is, uh, is that Roman's, Roman's mates like don't like him. No. <laughs> and it's the sway that that kind of carries. Like, you know, uh, he didn't, he didn't want him in the shield, did he? That was the, that was the, the, yeah, purely. the thing What's about it. Hero? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a world we live in now. Mate. Hero, the tribal chief. <laughs> I want to live in that world. Sounds great. <laughs> I want to see that fucking storyline. I won't lie. I'll be all over that shit. That sounds wild. Him as tribal, him as tribal chief. I can get on board with that as well. Uh, but I think that's the issue. I think there is a value in bringing him in if you're going to bring him in kind of short term. But he'd have to absolutely be playing fucking ball and he couldn't be dickhead Phil, which mm. let's face it, it doesn't take much for dickhead Phil to come out. Like it really doesn't, and he'll remember he's working within that system. It's a, you know, where do I think he? I actually think he'll end up in New Japan. Weirdly, I could see that happening kind of oh. before WWE. I wouldn't be amazed to see him at the Dome. I'm just putting that out there for shits and giggles as much as anything else, because that could easily be to prove that he can actually play well with others. I think there's an element of perhaps of his own reputation rehab that he might need to think of if he wants to get back into wrestling. It's like, hang on, maybe, just maybe, I shouldn't act like a prick for a bit. And I should maybe behave myself. Just just sort of throwing that out there. I want to believe this is part of some massive elaborate work, but this is not the way they've been doing business for a while. And they probably would have looked at those ratings and thought, it's not that much of a difference maker. Why would we pay it? Why would we get the grief with our own kind of core locker room which has pretty much got itself in charge and be much happier that there's no fucking Vince McMahon running around the place as well so yeah um, to get back I know I was going to make a bad joke there but I'm actually going to think twice on, on that um, which is a good thing so yeah I think he is like they, they've got things steady there at the moment why bring him in to fucking upset the apple car yeah and I can I can absolutely you know as a punk fan have I ever wanted, you know, do I want to see him in WWE? No, of course. I want to see him in AW. Like, that's, that was the right place for him and, you know, for a lot of reasons and then turned out to be the, the wrong place for a lot of other reasons. I'm not getting that. So, you know, as a punk fan, would I like to see him in WWE? As we said on the weekend show, Matt, I'd enjoy the on-screen content, maybe less than I'd enjoy the fucking shit show that'd yeah. be backstage. Backstage. But if they're wise to that and know that's what comes with punk, I can't actually argue strongly that it's not you know, those negatives don't weigh at least in a similar value to the positives that come with the, you know, bringing Punk in and the, you know, the jolt that might give a, a Survivor Series or like the, the merch that might get shifted and the, you know, the, the minor difference here, he might make to some uh, some numbers uh, here and there. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't think it'd be a real shame if this was, tr if this is how it holds and, you know, Punk, the indie hero, made it to WWE and then, you know, crashed out. Got a second chance with AEW and then crashed, crashed out of there. There, you know, that's not how he wants the story to end. Like, and it would be a sad place for it to end. Dude, we don't want you back. Tony Khan doesn't want you back on AEW, and you're just done. I mean, I'd take a a Japan run. I'd take a new Japan run. Impact, but I don't know. Would he not do nothing like that? I, I, doubt it. It seems like, like from everything you hear from the quote unquote punk camp, he's still in shape. He's getting in better ring shape and he wants to wrestle again, which again, as to my conspiracy theory that like, I, 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 there's a part of me that still thinks he'll land in WWE. But if not, 
I don't know what the answer is. Another run in UFC? Probably not. Um, another you it's know, running commentary in back, gig, though, right Yeah, that. it's commentary yeah. and stuff. Well, I just low-level commentary. It's not I like it's powerful man. Who, no, there's that. But I think powerful man who doesn't want to walk away and leave things as they are. He did walk away once. You know, he did. You know, how six months after he left WWE, we were still talking about it, going, "Oh, maybe he's going to come back." Oh, the Rumble, you know, Mania's coming up, and then SummerSlam's coming up, and then the Rumble's coming up. Oh, surely, surely, you know, everyone mends fences. Look at the Ultimate Warrior, all of this, and then it never happened. Um, it would also be very, very CM Punk for it not to happen. But yeah, I think that's that's kind of where I am. I want it to happen, but maybe that's just the, the Punk fan. But as Will say, and Ben, yeah, do you think that's not an option that he could actually come back to AEW? Is that oh, way Christ. off the table? Feels impossible now. Yeah. Three years and you know to doing a if six hundred thousand becomes a normal rating, <laughs> then we might have. If two thousand the dynamites in the arena turns to one thousand, you might get the call, Benno. You might get yeah, the call. Maybe, maybe if they don't put these uh, these negative uh, patterns right, um, could be an issue there definitely. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's where we are on the on the CM Punk story. See, I promised I wouldn't go uh, an hour and forty five on uh, on Punk again. Yeah. Um, There'll be another headline by the time we do weekend, the next weekend show, next spotlight, next uh, month, next week. He will constantly be uh, in this year at the centre of the uh, of the news cycle. But yeah, unless there's uh, anything more on uh, on that, lads. Um, I suppose actually when we moved on from AW before, we didn't. Uh, I mean, is there anything to cover from? Is there anything other AW you wanted to speak about, JP, from Collision ah. Rampage at the uh, at the weekend before we talk some uh, some New Japan? I was just surprised at the tag title change on Collision. Be honest with you, it was well done. Like, it was mm. well done, and mm. Big Bill and Ricky Starks absolutely fine by me. I've got, mm. I haven't got an issue with that. Like in terms mm. of the sanctity of the tag division, where and it was, it was a squash, but this one kind of felt like oh, okay, that's interesting. Whether or not this is like you know a sign to them saying no, Ricky, honestly, we are going to do some interesting stuff with you. But mm. I, I, I liked it. Like so, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. What they're going to do with it. I don't need to see them necessarily wrestle each and every week, but if it means they're going to be a featured part of the show, again, this is part of their growing people bit. And like, you know, we've mentioned several names of people they want to be top line stars that are involved in interesting stuff. You can put Ricky Starks and Big Bill into that category as well, along with your Swerve Stricklands and Jay Whites that they're doing at least things with, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I was, I was happy to say, I was I, because I wasn't expecting it, you know. I was wondering to myself, am I going to really end up seeing Collision this week? Am I going to end up talking about it? Is there anything I need to see? And I saw new tag title champs. What the fuck happened there? And then sort of put it on. It was like, all right, five minutes squash. Which one's injured? And it's like, okay. It's, it's I think a lot of people thought they were leaving, and then more yeah. people thought, is Cash going to prison? <laughs> What's going on here? But uh, yeah, it turns out to be a, a legit end. You know, if you were going to yeah. do it, that's the way to do it, and just uh, take most of the offense. And, it, you know, the, the way they did it, you know, with the table spots and all of that stuff made it feel, like, really violent and, and dramatic. And, yeah, Ricky Starks is one of those hot acts in, uh, in AW right now that you've got to mm-hmm. have. The patience with to to kind of see through if we are in something of a, a rebuilding uh, phase. Yeah, thought that was strong, and yeah, I thought uh, obviously it's Brian Danielson. Um, he's always going to be a uh, he's always going to be great. Um, cracker from uh, from him on uh, on Collision as well. Let's talk about Rampage. Uh, uh, the Rampage and Collision ratings the better. Um, but I did think yeah. actually Collision was a uh, was a solid show this week. I noticed as well that on NXT they were plugging the uh, college football that's on NBC at the same time as Collision next week. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. 
Like, it's, all, it's all coming <laughs> up roses. It all, it all came up roses for them that week, innit? They'll be fucking dining out of, on this episode of NXT for a fucking good long while. Several targets being hit there. Did you see there's a, uh, you know, we've got Collision, we've got Rampage, we've got Dynamite, Battle of the Belts. Um, <laughs> we can have the next, just add, just to add to it, you know, we haven't got enough uh, AW content. We're not all just being pulled in 27 different directions, trying to, felt felt bad for poor guy. I think he's, I think he might be down to 14 hours worth of AW yeah. content. He's, uh, he's got, if you're wondering why uh, he didn't make the show tonight, that's why. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get Gavin. Didn't he say he's only on Edge's there. debut? He's only just seen oh. Edge turn up? <laughs> Yeah, in WWE two years ago when he returned. Yeah, um, that's what he's up to. <laughs> oh, feel bad, but yeah, at some point we'll get him caught up so we can uh, join us for the uh, the next uh, big uh, AEW show. But yeah, unless there's uh, anything else there on the uh, on the AEW front, JP, you want to talk some uh, some New Japan? Um, did you suffer through the Ryogoku show uh, before uh, we talk this uh, this Copper Box uh, lineup for the weekend? Bits. There are bits on moral principle that i was never going to watch like a night uh what was it a sonada versus evil lumberjack match i just went no that's not happening don't need to see it Mm. i sort of generally thought of as being shit as much as anything else i was like yeah i don't need to to see this as well the stuff that i i watched i watched dan maloney in the junior tag match which is looking all right you know, but it was unfortunate, you know, Kushida was involved, so I was very close to nodding off as well during that. I was more, and I never thought I'd hear myself say this, I was more interested in the trios match between Tanahashi, um, Akada, and uh, Tom Hiroishi versus Team Impact, just for the fact it was Josh Alexander and New Japan, which does feel like, okay, it's just getting him used to being in that environment suggests that they're going to be bringing him in. And that's like a cracking shout as a fresh face who can deliver what they want and needs to go to a bigger stage. He's done everything he can do in impact. It's And it's been cracking for him. But this is a much better step where I don't think he'd be lost in the shuffle. And it would really help him in terms of the type of wrestler that he is. It just feels like a really good fit. And the match itself was was fun. Shelley and Sabin were well up for this as well, and they work well with the Carter. They're good friends with him, so like it was one of these things where actually the Motor City Machine Guns looked more interesting in this environment. That would appear to be the match of the night again. Tamatonga versus David Finley, no, not going to happen. Don't need to see it. Much more interesting what the the Royal Quest card is. I'm going to be honest, that feels like much more interesting stuff than than this than this card. Is this the first rest before we get to, to Royal Quest, I mean the, the biggest story coming out of the uh, the Rigo Crew show, the Wrestle Kingdom main event, like Naito Sonata. Like <laughs> I've never uh, since we've been fully covering New Japan or since pretty much since the boom, like what how long since like just after after Devitt left, I think we've been uh, having chats about, about New Japan. Like I would never Wrestle Kingdom is one of my favorite days of the year. Like I absolutely love getting up that morning, watching the, uh, and watching the show. Like <laughs> I know we're we're probably not representative as we always say, JP. There's a there's a Naito fandom out there that I will never understand, yeah. but still love him. I haven't got bored of his shtick, and you know might have more tolerance for Sonata than we do. But like Sonata, he will absolutely was a massive skip for me this weekend. There wasn't a chance I was watching that. I don't quite feel as strongly about Sonata, about Sonata versus Naito, but see <sighs> Lij complete their story. Like I might just go to where <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> might be the first Wrestle Kingdom I've yeah. watched live in like a decade. Like I just eh, eh. 
Not for me. I think I think the three matches before it will be absolute fucking belters. And then we're getting this. Of course, that's I, fair. There it's are, still Wrestle Kingdom in it. It's still Wrestle there Kingdom. There is. I can go to work then. I'll just work the afternoon. I'll take the morning. There I are, won't bother with the full day. There are the, you know, there's the storyline LIJ law. There's the fact that Naito, even in this broken down state that he's in, is a big enough star. Am I enthused by it? No, it's not aimed at me. But then normally stuff that isn't aimed at me and I'm not interested in, I tend not to watch if I'm truthful. <laughs> so, but it feels like being on a wrestling podcast, I'm duty bound to watch this as the Wrestle Kingdom main event. Can't pretend I'm looking forward to it. I'm no interest. I'm speaking just for me. I'm no interest in where this LIJ stuff goes there. Naito confronts him. This is always what happens at this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, we're at that point. We're in mid-October now. We need to have that main event up on there. I'm just hoping the other stuff underneath is like, all right, we will put some good stuff on Honest. And that's where you get Danielson versus Okada. Like I say, I'm going to throw it out there. With no evidence to back this up whatsoever. You stick CM Punk Omega makes the match trip. for shits and giggles. Yeah, mm. Omega Osprey three, and you put that Omega stuff Punk. On them, Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Omega Punk do it in New Japan. That'd be hilarious. No That'd young hilarious. Books Yeah, <laughs> they're not allowed in the building, and they talk Kenny round, and he go, "Come on, mate, you know it makes sense. Remember the good old days when you were fucking hot as fuck over here." You know, yeah, it's somehow press gang him into having a match with CM Punk on the day. <laughs> but it's it, it, give me ideas. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it's I can't be excited by this main event. Other people will be. They'll if it does a good attendance, they'll say it's entirely because of LIJ law and the rest mm. of it. And I, I can't be bothered with the argument because I simply don't care enough. Which is probably my overall problem with Sonada as champion, is I don't give a shit at this point. It had a novelty value. That went very, very quickly. He's just a bloke. He's always going to be a very, very good-looking bloke, but he's just a bloke. He's not even a guy, for God's sake, <laughs> in that fucking stable, which I look at the joke there and I just go, it is kind of like a much worse version of when Homer called that band the B-Sharps as a joke that starts off gently amusing and just gets worse over time. Great that episode. one has as well. And I got Yu Yamura in there, so they're bringing all the say, young yeah. lads of that generation boys. back. Yeah, he's back. He's all right. He's been teaming with Joe Hendry and Impact. Which, you know, where, I don't think he's another Yota Suji. And to go on to the Naito stuff, I'll still throw it out there. Yota Suji beats him the month after he wins that fucking title. The first Joe, and you just go, right, we're all in on That's this both right. instead. He takes over LIJ, says, yeah, we're fucking off, you old boring lads. Evil looks <laughs> at me, just goes, no, you get nowhere close to this title. And that's the only interaction they ever have in Yota Suji's run as champion in that um, in that company. That's a new Japan that I kind of want to see because this feels stuck still in the what is their golden boom period. And it's stuff really towards the tail end of that boom period as well. So yeah. Can we can we just end this storyline? Yes, I know it's story, but can we just fucking end it? <laughs> well on that note, <laughs> I'm excited to go to the copper box on Saturday night GP. Um, I'm the only one of us uh, returning to the uh the copper box. I will say it's definitely been, I don't know, it's been lukewarm. I think the uh, you know, whenever I speak to anybody in any of our group chats or anybody on our Discord or our patrons, like just in general, everyone's like, ah, oh, maybe it's a bit soon, you know, after the uh, the big Rev Pro uh, copper box card and a lot of we all spent a lot of money, didn't we, that weekend? So I, I understand why this has maybe not been the hot ticket. I think it's uh, 
you know, it, it could have been in, a, in another part of the year. It'd be very interesting what the uh, attendance uh, works mm. out to, uh, to be there. But I will be there uh, on Saturday for me sins. And yeah, as far as the card goes, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. I think, really, I think the problem is just where we are with New Japan right now and putting together like an exciting card is actually a harder task than it than it seems when you actually look at the uh, the black and white uh, pieces that they uh, that they're, that they're pushing at the moment you know at least as far as like the push stacks and the, the hot hot things that are that are going on in the uh, in the company but there's a few things I do want to see here as well but I can understand why I think the way people waiting to see the cards come out and yeah I think you know there's been a few I think who've uh, who've maybe just decided uh, not to make the trip and the card hasn't swayed them but I'll run through the the full lineup uh, just as, as a note as well if anyone missed the uh, the pre-show on the Patreon side we are uh, we're not doing a, a weekend show this week with a uh, spotlight being so late in the weekend uh, other uh, recording commitments uh, over the weekend so we'll run through the card there uh, here on a uh, on spotlight and yeah from the top JP we have uh, Will Ospreay versus uh, Zack Sabre Jr's on the card uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus uh, Shingo. So that's your uh, your big double main event. Um, and I think that, you know, definitely sold some tickets just based on the uh, the strength of those matches. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, the uh, the spotlight is uh, is shared uh, by those uh, those uh, those two big matches there. And then, yeah, when it gets to the the undercard itself, there's a bit of a mixed bag, really, um, as far as the stuff that's on there. Uh, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi, Eddie Kingston, and Michael Oku. Uh, against TJP, Jeff Cobb, and Hanare. We have Sonada and Duki um, versus Bushi and Tetsuya Naito as right. a preview it's of right. Wrestle Kingdom. Right. That was a <laughs> that was one that was a set up uh, this week. Ren Narita and Shota Umino taking on Francesco Akira and Great Khan has been added to the card as well. El Fantasmo, Tamatonga, and Tangaloa uh, taking on Alex Coughlin, David Finley, and Gabriel Kidd is on the undercard. Good opportunity for some uh, some good young wrestlers here, and Cameron Kai and Leon Slater uh, teaming up against Clark Connors and Driller Dan Maloney is on the card. Dan Maloney uh, being one of uh, one of Matty's favorites. Uh, Yota Suji versus Luke Jacobs, um, which was one that I think uh, almost convinced uh, Grapple Garrett to uh, to make the trip a little while ago. I think that one's been. A little bit forgotten, maybe. Um, in the build up, he's not walking you know. down. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. If you're a look, if you're a British wrestling fan, you're trying to yeah. appeal to people who are. Uh, Still engaged in in the scene, Luke Jacobs getting a match with Yota Suji. Like I don't think it comes much better than that. Um, for Matty, uh, El Desperado versus Trent Sevens on the card. Surprised you're not walking down there uh, with the. Uh, no, um, I mean, you'd get him to drive, obviously. Um, of course, you pass along a little while, but um, you go. Uh, and Robbie X versus Taiji Ishimori uh, rounds off the card, which I it's think a good is match. A, a, yeah. Great little spot for Robbie X on this yeah. podcast. We are uh, we're high on Robbie X. Like we said, you know, the CML shows that uh, that RevPro had uh, a couple of weeks ago. Robbie X was the talk of those from uh, the reports that I saw from uh, Ben Britt Resaway days and the uh, the Ogdens and uh, and others. Good to see you getting a, a nice spot on the card. Uh, like I say, I've seen some critical of it. I'm a little bit mixed on the New Japan matches themselves outside of obviously um, the big two JP, but I think, yeah, Robbie X getting a good spot there. Nice to see, you know, um, Leon Slater in there uh, in the mix. There's mm. some fun stuff there. I'm uh, quietly uh, excited for uh, for Saturday night. It just snuck up on me uh, a little bit. I think it looks like a fun card. And I think mm. the fact that you know in those top two matches, you're going to get good matches. They're not going to be bad matches, particularly Osprey. Osprey Zach is they're going to be going all out to do something really, really good. 
and then you're hoping that the the kind of the goodwill i suppose will come still from all in and all in weekend is there as well so they do get a good do get a good crowd for this because it's a good thing that new japan coming over and running these kind of shows it's big for rev pro because it's on rev pro on demand live so it's like a big kind of weekend for them and like you say the stuff with the the younger british wrestlers generally i know trent seven excluded i'm intrigued by what else are you going to do with the junior tag belt? It's going to be interesting. Well, you might as well have them face a challenging team in mm. there as well. Luke Jacobs had beaten Yota Suji in, in Rev Pro. So I think the idea oh. that like Yota Suji gets like a return win, but he's a very different kettle of fish, I think that's absolutely fine. You know, Robbie X, Taiji Ishimori, if this can lead to, I don't know, Robbie X and Michael Oku teaming in the tag league or whatever, like, that would be like a brilliant kind of reward. There's a lot worse people they could bloody well bring in there, couldn't they, to do something like that? And he's earned it because he has been like for a very, very long time the kind of staple of Rev Pro. And on these cards, I think you can do the thing of having a few. You can't do it with every match, but on the undercard, by putting in younger British wrestlers in there, just to give it kind of more of that kind of hometown feel and letting people know out there as well and they've been doing that storyline with leon slater and and um dan maloney for a little while haven't they so yeah. you know they've managed to tie it into him getting a shot for this it's you know it's good shop window of which like they've earned and i know we're not in the business of saying like you know we want to see wrestlers always necessarily doing brilliantly it's like okay get there on your own merits but a lot of these guys are on the card kind of because of their their own merits as well just when it gets to those new Japan kind of mixed tags and stuff, I'm much more ambivalent in other than the novelty of Oku in a very high profile position when you think yeah. about it in terms of the people he's in there with. And we've wondered for a long time why haven't they brought him in? This seems like someone that, you know, would add something different, particularly within like the junior division. He's he's kind of earning, it and, you know. I'm happy, I'll be interested to see how he kind of gets on. Like that'll that'll be a thing of like kind of real interest. Will I be watching it? Absolutely. I'll find time to to watch this so we can review it because I think it's it's definitely worthy of that. It's a weird show. It's somewhere like I note what Dylan's saying here that you know there's a lot of new Japan debuts and it feels like those Milton Keynes Manchester shows. You know, you go back to them, um, you know, those shows, and you know, there was a lot of discussion over that where like I think. You know, I always use like you went. I doubt you were listening to us at the time, Max. We were uh, very much a British wrestling podcast way <laughs> back when. Uh, but you know, when we went, we obviously we went to uh, to Altering a bit. We went to yep. went to those uh, the Ice Arena shows. Like the big conversation between our group of mates, like Kruby and Gary, and that they weren't happy with those cards because they felt more Rev Pro than New Japan. And to their credit, they were, you know, they bought tickets to see New Japan. And I think, you know. The, the the it's not even a secret. It's an open secret. Rev Pro promote these shows. You know they are <laughs> Rev Pro. Rev Pro are the promoters of this New Japan show and the first Copper Box show. They did a far, 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 far better job than those Ice Arena shows at making it feel like the New Japan presentation. Where I was, you know, very jealous of JP and everybody else who uh, who made it out to uh, to those ones. The last, you know, uh, you know, shows they did in a. Uh, when they were in uh, what you call Crystal Palace, like that one felt a little bit more of a step towards it being more of a, a joint rev from New Japan show. And this one, to Dylan's point, to me feels like this would could be like 
if this was a Rev Pro show, it'd be the best Rev Pro show ever. <laughs> As a New Japan show. <laughs> um, and it's more to do with my interest in New Japan right now. Like you said, JP, the New Japan elements I'm not really into. But if I could, if I was treating this like this was the a follow-up extra copper box show for Rev Pro with Osprey versus Zack in the main event and a, an offer match of Ishii and Shingo and oh my god, up and down this card, I'm getting to see, you know some of the actual genuine still hopes of Brit Res, like Luke Jacobs in a prime position with Yotsuji and Robbie X in a, in a position with Taiji Shimori. It's been massively over-delivering, I think, uh, for that money. Um, the, the question is, does it blur that line as a, as a pure New Japan show? But like you said, JP, when the answer is, I'm actually much more interested in the uh, in the British lads against the New Japan lads than I am actually in seeing the uh, the pure New Japan stuff. You know, Maybe they have drawn the, the line at the right place. They have. It's a. It's just. It's a very different world from that first Copper Box show, where they were still riding the waves of being a hot product, and it did feel like because you had an IWGP title match in the main event. Now, I don't think you can get away with that with just the person in the with a car that. Yep, you can absolutely get away with that. You just can't get away with it with Sonada, and that's mm. one of the kind of like slight issues, but. If you think you're going like if you're trying to draw it, it's a te- it's a test of Will Osprey's drawing power in a more apparently seventy percent sold. Dylan says here that surprises me based on the ticket maps. Uh, I've genuinely not no information on that. I hadn't heard that. That's that's stronger than I thought. Shows the New Japan brand still worth something over here. Massive, I think like, it is. We're cold on the product. I think the Will Osprey brand as mm. well, like you have mm. to say as well with the all in publicity and things like that as well, and, and the kind of him getting himself out there. I think that's plays like a big part into this as well at the same time i think it looks like a good card i'd be more like i do see will's point now is there anything like i've seen osprey zach before is there anything that makes me think i have to be there to see this like i this shingo working at half speed like dare I say it as what we saw at the kind of copper box. I think he's just nursing a lot of injuries, hence him not being pushed as highly up the card. Like that does make me wonder like what kind of, are they going to be doing the match that they can do without having to kind of kill each other, but it's not the kind of match we want to see. If it was like a G1 match with stakes at it, it, you know, they'd both be going hell for leather, but that's not Mm. what we, what we're getting it. But I think it'll be very good. Much like those last take too. nights off, too. The you know, yeah, we saw it with Shingo Osprey at the Rev Pro yeah. show, like Anishi every time he's here. Of course, they're gonna, they're gonna go out there and try and have one of Matty's fabled 11 star matches, or is it 10? I forget what the, uh, what the number is these days. That's gonna end up being the title, it's not Mattynomics 10 star <laughs> matches. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be the one. I mean, Will says here, you know, we were saying that like maybe I'm forgetting how deep some of the Rev Pro shows used to be, you know, in the last pre pandemic show. I think this is stronger than that. Osprey Saber, LPO, Jeff Cobb, Dan Maloney, Eddie Kingston, Ellie Park was on that last. Uh, Rev Pro show we were we were all at the end uh, at the peak of the, the relationship. I don't know. I'm more into uh to what they've got here, but yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, Osprey like say, but can't help but be good. Ishi Shingo will be great. Some tags there where you get to see some of the uh, the new Japan talent. Cool. Um, card, yeah. No, that that's a surprise. Uh, and as you know, Dylan says we only got the card on Monday, so there were probably people who bought tickets. Kind of thinking, well, we didn't get a card to Tanahashi at Rev Pro, so maybe that means they're saving them for this. And you know, it hasn't hasn't come to fruition, but hopefully there's enough there for those people. Like I say, going down that list, you had Suji, Luke Jacobs, and Robbie Axe, Taji Shimori, top of my list of uh, 
things I'm uh, excited to yeah. see. So yeah, it's gonna be a a fun night on uh, on Saturday. Just spot us down there, uh, do pop over and uh, and say hello. And yeah, I just said you guys aren't there. Be back in that uh, what's it called? Grow uh, that vegan place that oh, I use uh, up that yeah. end. And uh, <laughs> what's the area called again, JP? Um, Hackneywick. Um, love yeah, it around Hackney there. Week. Honestly, after the reason I'm going in my head, I think I'm picturing it's gonna be like a W weekend, and I'm gonna get there, and the Ogdens will be there. Like hopefully Joe's coming, so I might see Joe and. You know, me and Steph are going to be there, but like, uh, I've got to. It's uh, been oh, a good. Saturday night in London, Ben. I should be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good fun. I just, want, I just want to come back for some more, you know. Um, but I it's love a that area. And I love venue. The box. Oh, it's brilliant incredible. area. It's a sell on its own now that I've been. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a venue I want to see more wrestling at. So, like, let's hope it does do well. Um, you know, we get to see more of it. And yeah, if anyone's on the fence, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe pot down, come say hello. And uh, I don't think uh, the cheap seats are, uh, are too expensive. Um, uh, but yeah, on that note, I think that's uh, that covers the uh, the new Japan stuff. Is there anything else you, you wants to mention, JP? Before we uh, we do get fully out of here. One last thing, and I think we've all seen it. And I think you know, I, I didn't watch the Stardom main event, right? mm. which again, I'm sure it was fine. I do want to talk about this Iron Claw trailer. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, that. Yeah, and I think it's something that I don't know. Like, I think part of I was really, really, really excited for this because obviously it's a dramatization of the Von Eriks family story, and you're thinking it's got a proper director, it's got proper stars in it, proper young stars in there, and a very good supporting cast. And I was a bit worried about it because I'd read a, like a test screening review where someone was incredibly critical about it. And I was a bit like, mm. oh no, is this going to turn out to be a disappointment? Watch the trailer today. I have to say, like, just going on the strength of the trailer, I, I'm going to obviously going to go and see it anyway. But it's the kind of stuff where if you think of the time of year that they're releasing it, A24, so December 22nd. So it's before the getting it in for Oscars kind of contention. It feels like it's set up like kind of something's trying to win awards which would be interesting in and of itself the bits of like the sportatorium i think it was pointed looks out early early on in the, the guy's playing terry gordy looks great the guy looks like rick flair looks nothing fucking like him but he does look like they've kind of nailed like a lot of the kind of general wrestling scenes down now hopefully for video viewers here you can see part of the trailer can they copyright oh, us for a trailer? I think not. I think we're all, I think we're safe. I, I'm um, terrified these days. <laughs> I was going to say, Ben, I want you to play with fire excuse <laughs> on it. Worst no, comes to the worst. We can, put, we can put a picture over the top of it on there. J- Jeremy Allen White, who's in The Bear, isn't mm. necessarily big enough to play Kerry Von Eric, but he's so fucking good in The Bear that I'm willing to kind of go, yeah, I'm happy to suspend disbelief. And Zach Efron is an actor who fucking I've always sad, thought even... I know. Even during High School Musical, the thing that we all forget, like, he's not aimed at me. He can no. fucking sing, he can dance, and he can act. And that's hard to do. He's just never there. been given a big star, like, kind of role. And this is one where he's got a star role. And the fact that also, and I dare I say, I shouldn't say this is a selling point, Kevin Von Erich said he's got nothing to do with it. I went, good. Does that mean there'll be no bullshit? And we'll start saying stuff like, David Von Erich died of a drug overdose in Japan without having to make up some mystery fucking gastroenteritis reason as they've done in the past. Is David the but, baby one, the young... No, that's Chris, isn't it? Because Chris nah, isn't in Chris. it. He doesn't look like he's in it, based on, like, the... Am I missing, missing it? He's not being okay. trashed at all. Are they leaving him out? I don't know. Um, it's hard to tell from it the trailer. It seems a weird choice, isn't it? Because mm. 
it is yeah mike is the one who had like went into anaphylactic shock and mm. then like came back and he killed himself then kerry then chris mm. and this is all after david's death as well like yeah this is it's how true are they going to go with the story how dark are they going to go with the story but from the quality of in terms of how it looks and how it's acted and how the like i say again the sportatorium how that looks for those of you who've seen made World up JP when I've seen that. I've my eyes lit right up when I seen that. I was so it fucking looks happy. Incredible. Yeah. It looks okay. like you know, you Oscar watch like bait. a film like yeah, but you watch a film like set in this period, like a 70s, 80s film with like, you know, these types of lads, and you kind of think like, oh like imagine if like a wrestling film was done this well. Imagine if our stupid niche that we all follow was given that like the love that like you know other period pieces in, in in places and times like this across other sports and across other industries music you know um bi biographies and stuff like that i've done so much justice like just based on that you know trailer there which is rewatched there like it does look like looks oscar bait but it looks like if this wasn't about wrestling, I think I'd watch this. You know, the group of brothers and the you know the dad trying you know ranking his favorites, which is uh which is in in the in the Fitz trailer. It's gonna there be a mega just... heel on this, isn't he? Oh, oh but, mega heel. About fucking but, like, that, time, that, mate. <laughs> but that depth of character there that, that that's just there apparent in the trailer. Yeah. We all know the real story, but like if that was just a film about like a group of lads who played on the hockey team or something like that, I'd be like, oh yeah, want to watch that? Looks well made. Looks, you know, it looks beautiful. Like you say, the sportatorium looks great. All the lads look great, and I want to see that story be told of tragedy. The thing is, we know where it ends, and I think the the regular cinema going public might not be ready for the like. It's gonna be they're gonna watch it going. Oh, this is unrealistic. You wouldn't all die in real life. Oh wait, um, and then they look it up on the wiki and find. I was gonna out say they'll out. get on wiki after the the real story. He might actually be worse if the if you know they really have left there, left there. Chris Van Eric out of it. Like it's fucking it's dark and people are gonna find out. You get ready for your, like your you know your your aunties and people at work and stuff like that to watch this and maybe this will be the conversation started into the uh, into new year because I think this is gonna be massive. It looks like a quality film and you know, yeah, you know, quality director behind it as you can talk more to uh the JP and yeah, yeah Sean just a genuinely interesting story, Sean Deacon. What 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 what's uh, Sean De Deacon's uh, credentials? What else has he got in his uh, in his locker? I think I'm just having a oh. look now for his uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene's one of his. Martha Marcy May Marlene. I love that. I saw and I loved that, and I thought oh, the nest was him too. Yeah, the nest. Yep, the nest there mm. as well. He directed Southcliff, which I remember seeing with Sean Harris. That was on Channel Four. That's like okay, that's kind really of strong. interesting. And it is mm. the idea, he grew up in North London as well, so I'm going to make an, a, a thing is possibly saying he's an Arsenal fan. I'm just <laughs> that. I've got no evidence to back that up. He could be Spurs all the way, for all I know. But I also mm. think as well, like he doesn't make films that often. And I always think sometimes that's the sign of a good director, particularly kind of mm. like younger directors or indie directors, they're going to do this. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of convinced because it's a story that's kind of needed to be told isn't it and yeah. if you get the look right that's half the battle of it i know as wrestling fans we can look the thing that we're gonna have to accept is is that there are going to be scenes and stuff that are going to be like changed around and i think ryan nemeth is playing gino hernandez yeah now, that's why I'm as well that's good. That's great. Chavo's in it, right. though. That was the only negative. Chavo. <laughs> that's his job these days, though. He's in yeah, Hollywood, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, Anthony. Yeah. Chavo was yeah. on the, what was it, Glow? He was in that way. He was all right. Apparently, he was your boys, JP. Yeah. The, the MLW Von Eriks did some stunt work on it, so at least they were involved. Um, 
or like oh, Kevin really? but they were bad but they were genuinely terrible like mm. honestly I'd, whatever stunt work they did they probably did it badly and one of them did it barefoot for no apparent reason <laughs> but I'm definitely yeah. going to see this this is like the kind of thing that we'll end up like oh it's January's it film like, club without yeah. doubt like we'll have to that's go the first thing it. we do in 2024 like it yeah. will be like uh, yeah. so it's gonna it's gonna win Oscars like and yeah based on the trailer it's hard to tell from a trailer like performance wise Zach Efron looks the part like say the size of him in that trailer even his face looks molded perfectly for like that kind of grizzled um veteran look wrestler look and yeah just like you say look like pop stars of the of a, of a certain age the uh, the von erics there and then you get past then it's all the darkness underneath it are you excited to see it matt it just looks uh, oh yeah can't yeah. wait can't wait to see this genuinely like, compelling you're saying young actors i have a guess how old zach efron is i've just done a quick check i have a guess how old 23 <laughs> 38 in my head he's 25 or something like that 85 years <laughs> so oh. not too bad <laughs> in fairness oh. kevin looked old when he was about 10 yeah, so, he did. Like, I'm not really he was surprised. Just men at like 12, well. maybe JP. That's that's the way they were. Oh, they were. And it's had them yeah. that way. But well, yeah, he's 17. So he's on at Zach Paul Sweden and Jack Daniels before fucking nursery. That Zach Efron will always be 17 for me because, yeah, 17 again should have won the Oscar the year that came out, but sadly it didn't. But um, are we but saying, anyway. though, this is going to be like the wrestler then? It's going to be up for the. Do you think it'll be Looks that? Like, like, it. like, yeah. That's yeah. why it's coming out on December the 30th, isn't it? Like, that's fully it. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. Excited for us, so yeah. Obviously, we'll hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get more detail as we uh, we get closer to it. But yeah, definitely uh, worth bringing up, JP. Absolutely. Uh, anything else, lads? Anything else anyone wanted to mention? Uh, only a couple of things. There was a couple of little notes on it. The Dyad contracts are expiring this weekend, October fourteenth. I've been told that a million times. I thought they, they were they were expiring the last Copper Box uh, weekend. Hey, maybe, like, maybe AEW you know. written all over them. Well, mm. apparently they want to say Carl loves his black and gold NXT, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, uh, wouldn't shut me maybe at some point when they've exhausted all the amount of people who want to go and see AEW wrestling in the US, that maybe they'll come over here for a bit and they'd go down a fucking storm. Particularly if they give old Zach the mic, as we've said multiple times, if you want them to this to work, they could come in and like he could just be a mega fucking heel, and mm. possibly you have you want him around in that build like a couple of years time. You want him in the build up to that World Cup in the US and Canada, don't you? Hmm. Slagging off the states team and stuff like that. Oh, get him going strong, stuff. like Wembley next year. Great heel, you know, yeah. a British star getting mega heat in Britain. Like that, I could imagine that visual being uh, being really cool. Yeah, I'm excited. If if they do, I'd, I'd love that. I'd love to see them in a an AW. I mean, the, yeah. as much as I love them, they just put the tag belts on a on a makeshift team of uh, of Ricky Starks and Big Bill, who I love individually, but you know. They're not exactly a tag team, are they? Like that division does need. No. If there's any where in AEW you can justify some hires, I actually do think the tag division could uh, could do with uh, rounding out with a couple of more uh, proper tag teams. So yeah, throw them in the mix. I'd love it. Yeah. Cool. One final note on there. Thank God for this as well. But Luchasaurus has reached uh, a set. They've reached a settlement in the dispute over the merchandising rights. See the mask. Mask looks not unlike him. Like the mask they were suing him over, it looks basically like just another mask that like could be used for any superhero character. I don't get the uh, weird one that that, uh, that old story. Yeah, but legally you can't just tell people to fuck off, can you? Yeah. <laughs> you not, should not, be not able the to. Dumb thing is it? You should be able to. <laughs> but you can't just go. Fair we're suing you over me. this and just interrupt and go. Fuck. <laughs> not, not even going to pay attention to it. <laughs> oh well, it's uh, it's over now. The uh, the long saga, but yeah, anything more from you, Matt? 
No, just uh, just we'll roll on for the ratings next week, and if then up, you know, with, with all numbers, <laughs> no, guys. You care about ratings now? Yeah, I'm sure yeah, you'll be. Yeah, yeah. Genomics. Yeah, regular six hundred thousand odd that AW. We'll see. We'll see what rating Roman pops as well when he comes back on Friday. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully more than Undertaker did. Anyway. Want to talk about Love the raw rating, mate, or you know, is that not oh, a rating? Well, it's just, radar, yeah, so much down the A show, Venom. Oh, come on, you know, oh, that yeah, now. Yeah. Only been cratering for 20 years in a row, you know, it's fine. Uh, anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> well, there we go. Like we say, uh, there'll be a, a news update on it on Friday for uh, for patrons, but uh, no full weekend show, but there's plenty more. Uh, Coming obviously, if uh, patrons haven't checked it out, observe this for yes. me and JT talking. Uh, Sean loses his smile and uh, everything else going on in the uh, in the middle stages between a uh, new generation and uh, mm. an attitude era. And um, fun week of uh, of wrestling news. We uh, we chatted there. Film club coming uh, coming this weekend. Um, so we'll see you. Uh, Get the vote. Who comes out on top. The on, poll on the, is uh, up. Poll. Yes, oh, yes, okay. yes. There we go. So if you want to have a look at the minute, patrons. I can tell you what the latest. Because oh, go on, who's, who's running right now? I reckon right. Scream will be winning. I think I reckon be, Scream uh, will win this. That'd be the cool yeah, well, You're both wrong here. I tell you what, it's sore at the minute, fifty percent. Oh, Candyman second here, thirty-two percent. Scream third on eleven. So, like at the minute, that's we we appear to be leaning towards leaning towards Saw here, which you haven't seen, mate, have you? Never seen uh, any of the ten JP on the show. <laughs> A minute of them. <laughs> it's going to be interesting what you make of it. It's different to what the other ones get, anyway. I just, I, I, just, I only know Jigsaw obviously from the posters. I don't know what his like gimmick is. If he can kill people, if I don't know anything don't, about it. So yeah, don't tell the me. Spin-off one that Chris oh. Rock directed, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Terrible. Two <laughs> hours. Right. Samuel Jackson's in that, and it's just like, lads, this is shit. So, but, but that's not the one that's leading there in the moment. If you want to vote in it, patreon.com forward slash. There you go. Or join us as a member, youtube.com slash at grapple. Um, join us uh, over there as well, um, where you can uh, participate in such things and, yeah, enjoy mm-hmm. our, our latest uh, video content that's uh, that's going on over there, including live spotlight, live weekend show, and all of our uh, order the bonus shows. But, yeah, with all that out the way, it's been a fun Wednesday spotlight. We'll have to do this again uh, some other time. It's definitely less stressful than, uh, than doing a, a Monday, uh, Tuesday show. But, yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Good night, Sal. Pulls that up like AEW did this week. It's like, oh, too early. Too early. Can't say that. Good night, Sal. Say that.